Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sanchez goes after the first one, a fly ball, deep center, and a three-run first inning homer! It's eighth of the season! It's 3 nothing Miami here in the first! Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, stuff that I thought I could get through, and I don't want to use it as an excuse, so I'm not going to, but the results are not where I wanted to be, so um, it's not fair to the team to keep keep doing that three times in a row no chance to win so and I want the story to be that every time I pitch you know I want to be great and so, you know, I'll take some time and get my body good and get my arm right get my get my stuff back Let's get nasty on a Wednesday. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN with Andrew Marsh and Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter 201 your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers an officially licensed Rolex jeweler and these cameras are are on apparently Are we on I don't yeah, we're alive. Yeah, I'm trying Feels to find weird. it here. I don't see us even on the air. Right? Are we even alive right now, Anthony? Is that one of those like deeper questions about whether or not we actually exist? Or yeah, very uh, philosophical approach to the day. Sounds sounds like you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we're not not making things up here. No, no. Oh, I hope everybody had a great Fourth of July. Unless you watch the Cardinals. <laughs> That was awful. Dude. Not what you said. Their oh. performance. Yeah, thank you. Marsh, yeah. you know how bad it was? Marsh was, so we they replay it on Bally Sports Midwest. Ah, yeah. And we have Bally Sports Midwest on in the office. Their performance was so bad that Marsh walked in at, at one point recently, <laughs> within like the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he goes, huh? Because he saw us. They, they, were <laughs> still, they were still down 15-0. PTSD. Yep, a little bit. Let's talk about Adam Wainwright. Uh, Let's talk about yesterday. Let's talk about the 4th of July. (laughs) Anthony. What did you guys do? This guy's got a new Speedo. I do. The Freedom Bird, Anthony. (laughs) The Freedom Bird. (laughs) You know. There's... Everybody should have a little bit of the freedom bird. That bird isn't free. It sure is, Anthony. Not on yours. (laughs) Not on on your Speedo. No. Very liberating, though, however. Mm. Um, Yeah, I'm uh, at the party... Yesterday, have a nice little get together with some great friends, and uh, I'm in and out of you know watching the Cardinals. They're kind of on the TV in the background, and at one point, my kids who don't really watch baseball, my boys are sitting there like, "Dad, you gotta see this crap." Alec Burleson's back on the bump again. Unreal. <laughs> I'm like, this guy is Bob Gibson. <laughs> Strom every day. He's here yeah, every day. That guy. What a machine. It's unfortunate we had to see him, though. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, not because I don't like looking at Burley. You know, he's got that chest hair, Anthony. You know. The gold chain. Yeah. He's got that rugged, like, Yellowstone look to him. I'd put him in the rotation. Let's go. What what could go wrong? What could go wrong? A lot went wrong yesterday for Adam Wainwright. An absolute epic disaster again for Waino. We talked about it last start. We feel bad. I mean, we this is this is a Cardinals legend. That has done so much for the organization. He's done so much for the the community. He's done so much for the city. He gives back. The big league impact charity that he has has done so much for for people worldwide. I mean, Adam Wainwright 
is the epitome of what you want out of a a player that's going to play a long time for your organization. And I know he he was acquired by the Braves, but he grew up essentially in this Cardinals organization. Winds up winning a World Series, was on the roster, he's hurt the, the other the other time. Went to another World Series in 2013, has absolutely battled through injuries whether it was his arm, his his, his uh, ankle the one time. We thought he was going to be done a long time ago. He battles through, and then he, ju- he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have it anymore. So he was placed on the IL. He owns a 7.66 ERA and a 1.99 whip over 51 and two-thirds innings in his, ala- in his last 11 starts this year. It's it's been it, here's here's the other statistic. He's allowed at least six runs in three consecutive starts since June twenty fourth. Yeah, terrible. that's not great. It's unfortunate. So they place him on the IL with a oh we have cameras. Yeah, shoulder injury. Shoulder injury. What else are you gonna do? Well, I guess the way I look at it is, I understand how. I understand how you do this as an organization. You have to. I mean, at some point, you can't just keep rolling out the same the same player over and over again. I just wish they would have worded it a little different. Like, he tweaked something today. He's going on the IL. Because we go back now. They say, oh, it's been nagging at Jamie, him. you can't put confidence down as an injury. You got to go with a body part. Anthony, that's not what I'm saying. Oh. What I'm saying is that... You could say he tweaked something during yesterday's start because now you go back and, you know, Wayno, um, he's a very positive-minded individual. He's on these airwaves, Bally Sports airwaves, talking about how great he feels and he's good and, you know, there's a streak about to happen and it's it's coming. And now you're, you're telling people he's been nursing injuries like all year long. It just, I get it. It's not that big of a deal. I, I'm thinking more of, like, for Wayno. Mm-hmm. Not that... Not that I care about how they worded this, whatnot. I just, for me, I think of the athlete. Yeah. And I think of, like, how would I feel if this was kind of happening to me? It would suck. We've talked about this. You know, you just, your, your brain never wants to believe that this is actually happening. But, you know, I'd rather not have it be something where people are like, well, you said you were fine all year. And your Cardinal said you were fine all year. And, and now you're hurt. You've been hurt all year. Like, wh- which yeah. one is it? Everybody knows. I know. But I don't like it. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the team can't score runs for him, anyways. Oh, Anthony, no. don't Except say it. Position don't players. Say it. He could he could have gave don't. up one run yesterday. It wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have mattered. I actually don't know what snark you're referring to. You know what you say when teams don't score runs. Oh, they don't like you. Yeah. See, <laughs> terrible. I, I wasn't even really thinking it. Not liking then. I wasn't thinking it. Oh, you like Jordan Montgomery for a while there. He must have done something. He finally took the boys out for dinner. I yeah. Think, and like, all right, all we'll right. go get him some runs. Right. Even the bullpen is like, let's make this look worse than it was. Yeah. Marsh, are you really going the route of they? Oh, they didn't even score runs. I mean, they him. didn't. Not that like they didn't score runs for him. Right. Because. Uh, you're, but you're, at the at the end of the day, if he did have a solid outing, yep. it wouldn't have mattered because this offense can't score. Yeah, They've scored yeah, like two yeah. runs in his past two starts. And they, both of them were off a position player in the ninth inning. Hey, that guy's got some smoke. He's throwing 44 miles per hour, okay. Anthony. Well, he's below hitting speed, isn't he? He's below oh. hitting speed. 
Let me look at this, though. Over the last... How far you want to go back, Marsh? You want to go back, like, two Let, weeks? Let's go back to... You want to go back to the 24th? Let's go back to the you 24th. You pick a date, Anthony. It's your show. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's go back to the 24th, because that was that was the, the date that I mentioned. He's allowed at least six runs and three consecutive starts it's since June 24th. All right. We're going to do a live experiment on air. Never a good idea. But I just want to see where the offense is over that span all right so let's look at fan graphs here we'll customize this and i just want to i'm just interested to see where the offense has been over that over that span so we'll just use one metric we'll use wrc plus because i can't find will bacon right now mm, it's fine and the cardinals are our 12th with 111 so closer to average than good the problem's the pitching the bullpen has been an absolute disaster because they're, I mean, they, they're gassed. They're done. The bullpen is, has has gone through. I mean, all these guys are going to have to spend time on the IL. Gallegos was placed. He wasn't placed, but he's he's dealing with a stomach problem now. We know that Helsley's on the the IL. Jordan Jordan Hicks saw some time on the IL as well. Like, this bullpen is gassed, and we'll get to some of the moves that the Cardinals made in the upcoming segment. But the bullpen hasn't been good. Wainwright, unfortunately, has been dreadful the last three starts. Matthew Libertor hasn't been good. He's starting today against Miami. I thought maybe it'd be Dakota Hudson or Zach Thompson. Instead, they're they're going to go with Matthew Libertor. I don't think the offense in the in the last couple of weeks has, has been the problem. The whole team stinks. It does. The whole team stinks. We we had made the reference last week. It's weekend at Bernie's. It is Anthony and Jamie. Are you saying that movie stinks? No, no, the movie's no, great. Movies. Okay, I've yeah. heard mixed reviews. Award-winning. No, it's uh, it won an Oscar. Did it? Oh, okay. Yeah, won. Like I think that. I remember you saying that. I think mm. best score. Really? Best theatrical something. Yeah, and Bernie himself uh, was the uh, one of the best performances ever. Absolutely. By a person who's not actually dead. Right. Mm-hmm. However, in the theme of the movie, uh, Weekend at Bernie's, I think it's Mo on one side. And I guess Gersh on the other. And Bernie, that's your Cardinals this season. Oh, man. I wish I knew what that meant. You did you, did you, out, not, you had a long weekend. Did you not watch I it? I didn't watch it. No. You didn't watch one or two? I was too busy watching all of these Cardinal games, Anthony. No, Why? You're, now you're lying. Now you're lying. <laughs> I, now you now, now that just disgusts me, Marsh. He lied right to us. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He right, right to our faces. At least, at least tell us you get a, you had a big moment in MLB The Show. You had a big game, big weekend series against the Yankees or something. The Yankees. Uh, you know, I went to like a barbecue. Uh, I did play the show at one point. You had plenty of time to watch Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, either way, I mean, fact. I absolutely did. I just didn't watch it. Okay, either way. Least, I'm being honest about that. All right, well, we appreciate your honesty. It's we, the, the, the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. They're Bernie. Yeah. And it's Mo trying to hold him up. And Gersh trying to hold him up, saying, No, he's not dead. We're fine. No, we got lots of baseball left. Yeah, he's very dead. We have he's plenty dead. of time to find our consistency. You're propping this guy, you're propping your mm-hmm. team up right now. That team's been dead on arrival since April. That mm-hmm. is not true. That is not true. Nice April. What'd you win? Seven games? <laughs> May was good. Ish. Ish. May was good ish. Mm, that <laughs> Brave right. series. Well, you swept the Dodgers at one point. Ah. 
It was an illusion. Yeah, exactly. All right, it's the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We appreciate you joining us, whether it's via the radio or on our new YouTube channel. Yeah, baby. It's day one. And I I got to say, uh, this feels weird to be watched like this. Mm. We have a little window outside of our studio and people sometimes they'll, they'll be given like tours like the sales team will be given tours and stuff sometimes they'll just stop and then they'll start pointing i thought we were kind of in a zoo that way now i feel like we're still in that zoo but now there's a camera mm-hmm. that happened on friday actually what people were what waving at us they're like look at that guy anthony stalter yeah or pointing at you hmm. now we can't do the, the usual gestures that we like to give oh sure we can we should actually probably go over some ground rules with Ryder about what we can and cannot do. No, we can do anything as far as I, I'm, I'm told. To the camera? Yeah. I mean, I don't mm. do it to the camera. Mm-hmm. I always know when Ryder yeah. when Ryder has, has the cue speaker down mm-hmm. a little bit because we're looking at him and in the panics. studio and he leans forward. He's like, these guys are talking about me. Ryder, can we do anything to these cameras? Gestures and things like that? <laughs> he just mouthed what, what kind. You Don't know, worry. You know what kind. You'll find out. Yeah. All right, it's a fast line on 101 ESPN. We'll get clarity on that. Cardinals made some moves. Matthew Libertor will start tonight, but we'll uh, we'll talk about the rotation, Wayno's immediate future, and dive into whether or not a youth movement might be coming at some point. That's next in the fast line on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You look at our ability to string together games, it's going to come down to pitching. It just will. You can't slug your way out of what we're dealing with at the moment. So, yeah. That's Cardinals manager Ollie Marmel talking about the pitching struggles from really all season. But last last night, yesterday specifically, is Adam Wainwright was torched by a Marlins offense that certainly had some pop. I mean, obviously with Luis Arise doing his thing, the, the Marlins are not, uh, they're not dangerous, but they're not, you know, swinging a wet newspaper either. But Adam Wainwright charged with seven runs, four earned over three and a third innings yesterday, and that lost to the Marlins. Served up a three-run homer to Jesus Sanchez in the opening frame, solo shot to Garrett Cooper, and then left in the fourth inning. He he did retire, I think at one point, seven straight batters, but certainly didn't feel feel like that after all the missiles that were aimed at the uh, outfielders and, you know, basically anybody standing on the left side of the infield. But... You know, we, we really didn't dive into this in the first segment, Jamie. What, what's his immediate future? He goes on the IL. He's still two wins away from 200, which, as we know, means would certainly mean a lot to his career. It's a lost season. The, to me, we have not seen the last of Wainwright. You still have a whole half of a season left. All-Star break is next week. This gets you through the – you get a pause, get you through the All-Star break – but I don't think that we, we have seen the last of Wainwright this year. I think he gets another five starts at some point to try to get the 200. Yeah, I agree. Look, here's the thing. If he's going through some injuries, or even if he's not, even if he's just got to get back to the drawing board 
and kind of figure things out a little bit here. Adam Wainwright will get another chance. He'll get another chance, and, you know, why wouldn't he? At this point, you're not in a playoff hunt. You know, your organization, if nothing else, owes it to the individual to give him a chance to fight his way through this. He's done that before. He was a write-off, what, a handful of years ago where they said, oh, that was it. Wayne will probably pitch his last game, and he went on to pitch another, what, how many years after that? I don't know. A million. No, not a million. Close, Anthony. Good guess. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say a different number. You know, the one you always go to. I went to it once. Yeah. It was a bad time for it. But um, Wayno is going to have to put some work in, though. I don't know what the work consists of. I don't know if there is anything he can do. If if the injuries are true, then yes, there's something he can do to work through that and to get some help through that. If the injuries aren't as severe as it seems then Wayno's got to figure something out. Because he's going to want another opportunity. I would. It's not the way I'd want to go out. Not ever. This is, I, I'd be like, no, give me the damn ball back. Yeah. So we'll see where it, it leads to, but I, I definitely agree with you. I think he'll get another opportunity. Well, in the meantime, John Denton of MLB.com tweeted out that the Cardinals recall catcher Yvonne Herrera, pitchers Dakota Hudson and Zach Thompson. Hudson was a candidate to start tonight, but he won't. It's going to be Matthew Libertor in the final game against Miami. Wainwright, shoulder injury, and then Andrew Kisner, who suffered a groin injury. They were both placed on on the IL. And then James Nail, who had a rough outing too. He was optioned to Memphis. I don't want to make this just about James Nail. It's not. But I, do you have any live arms in this system anymore? Do you have any live? Do you have any, Does anybody come up and throw? You know, ninety five, ninety six. I feel like you watch well, any other team. Somebody, somebody's throwing ninety eight to a hundo. Well, what was out that? Of the, uh, the one guy we brought up start of the season, Zinga, Zeninga, Zeninga. Yeah, he had the heater. I don't know. Did, uh, we did, haven't did seen you, him since. Did though. you go to the gas station to check the milk carton for him? I don't know. I have no idea of his whereabouts, Anthony. I just know that he's the one guy who was called up that. Had some rocket fuel. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't. Did we even see him? You saw him for a brief, like a split second. He yeah. struck out Mike Trout, and then they sent him down. And you haven't seen him since. Hey, it's too good. Is that really what happened? He struck out Mike Trout. Oh my god! He said, "We can't have this." Not this <laughs> I'm, so, I'm like 99.9% positive that was his last outing. Was against the Angels. Either uh, way, that's one guy. Unacceptable. That's one. That's one guy. I'm not saying every everything has to be about the radar gun. But you've got a lot of soft tossing right handers. You got a lot of guys that are just, you know. Who's your flamethrower right now? In the bullpen? No, anyway, period. Uh, well, that's true because there's no flamethrower in the rotation. That's what I'm saying. Hennessy so, Cabrera and Jordan Hicks. Okay. But they're Jordan both, Hicks, obviously. But you're getting them at minimal amount of time because they're both out of the bullpen. Correct. So you don't have a flamethrower at all in your organization. Who Who's down in the minors right now that's supposed to be up there? Tink Hens is your best prospect. Yeah, and he just, I mean, he just continues, his ERA just continues to drop and drop. I know he's still, he's in Springfield now. He's in, yeah, he's in double A. Be a hell of a jump to try and get to the majors at this point, and I don't think it's the right time to do that to the young man. Right. Um, but that being said, you don't have him. You've got all these pitch-to-contact type pitchers, and I think that's a big mistake, too. I think you should always have contrast. You know, it's like a, if you're building a hockey team, you got a couple of skilled players, you better have some blue-collar guys, too, to counter 
you know, to counterbalance that a little bit. If mm-hmm. you're going to have, you know, an offensive defenseman, you're probably going to play him with a defensive guy so that somebody's like, there's a balance there. Yeah. If you're in a pitching staff, you can't have five pitch to contact guys, six, seven, eight. You know, we'll go eight, nine deep at this point, and they're pitch to contact guys. Yeah. You got to have a couple of guys that throw gas. Like Flaherty used to be that guy, but his VLO's down now. I know 95, 96, whatever that is. I mean, it's still, it's in a great range, but give me a guy that gets it up to the 99, 100 every now and then. Well, you, I mean, do you, okay, so my point in this is that if, if you go from Wainwright, who's who's throwing 83, and Wainwright is an extreme example, but you got, you have, you have Wainwright going out there for four innings. And then at some point you flip you flip the script and you go with, you know, a James Nail mm-hmm. or whoever. Miami's just sitting back, and Miami does, again. Miami has been a, a pretty much a, a league wide, a, a league average offense. They're just they're they're sitting back, they're waiting on your off speed stuff, and they're hammering it. And your defense has not been good enough this year, so that's that's one statement, right? Like period, end of story. The defense has not been good. But when you're get when you're out there and it's and it's piss piss rockets every single second because you're all pitch to contact guys, you have to to your point you have to vary it up a little bit. Got to be some kind of a difference. You can't tell me the St. Louis Cardinals aren't they don't have they don't have multiple guys that can come up and 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 miss bats. Like, this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing, and we'll see what happens with guys like Tink Hens. And Gordon Graceffo and Michael McGreevy brought brought up Zach Thompson. We'll see if he gets his shot maybe to start at some point. That'd be nice. Yeah, considering gonna, you took him out of your bullpen. What the hell are they going to do with him? Well, you took him out of your bullpen. He was pitching well. You take him out of the pen, mm-hmm. send him down to Memphis because you want him. To, you want him to get stretched out. You bring him up, then you, then now you're starting Libertor. Hey, at some point, why don't you just give him a shot? A shot. You're not going anywhere. Well, I would. I just their plans or their their strategy with Zach Thompson. It's been interesting. They, they put him into a spot last year where he found a groove, so much so that going into spring training this year, he's going to be one of your high-leverage relievers. And then you're like, yeah, we're just kidding. Let's go back to the minors, which I'm sure he loves no going options. back to the minors. Right. And now we're going to stretch him out, going to make him a rotation guy because we didn't acquire anybody in the offseason for two years in a row. Bingo. And we only have two guys now down to one guy because Steven Matz is in the bullpen. So we got to somehow force feed another guy into this rotation. Mm-hmm. It's just not a great strategy. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter, it's the fast lane on 101 ESPN. We're going to talk to the newest Blue, Kevin Hayes. Blues acquired him last are. week from the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll talk to Kevin about the situation behind the scenes, what he was told, and how excited he is to be a Blue. That's all next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, trex, evergreen, and azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. 
You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber is an authorized Yeti dealer and also stocks a large assortment of grills. So celebrate summer with a new big green egg, Weber gas or charcoal grill, and all of the accessories from Hackman Lumber. Come visit their showrooms in St. Charles, Pacific, and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalter. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Joining us right now is one of the latest Blues acquired last week from the Philadelphia Flyers. It's Kevin Hayes. Kevin, we appreciate you joining us. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you for having me, guys. Hazy, uh, a lot going on in a very short period of time for you up there in Philly. And then I know you had, I think you had your bachelor party. You're headed down to Nashville. Take us behind the scenes a little bit as to everything, the kind of the chaos leading up to the trade. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was a little hectic there uh, before the trade. Uh, a couple of days, a bunch of rumors came out that I had been traded. Um, I hadn't heard anything. Uh, and and then it kind of went quiet two days later. So, um, yeah, I was out on the golf course and uh, looked at my phone, had a bunch of missed calls. So I assumed something happened. And then uh, Danny Breer called me, and then I talked to um, Army, and then I talked to uh, my agent. So. It all happened pretty quickly um, after a few hectic days, but um, like I told my agent, like I told the media, I couldn't be more excited to be part of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I think it's an unbelievable organization. Um, I don't know much about St. Louis because I've been in the East pretty much my whole career. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. I can't wait to, to get to work. Well, I'll tell you what, Kevin, they're going to love you. They love the blue collar lunch pail type players. So you'll be, uh, you'll be definitely a favorite here quickly. But diving into the Blues organization, you know, what do you know of the organization? Obviously not much about the city. You, you know, you just described that. But what do you know specifically about this organization? And what in particular has you excited? Uh, they won the Cup uh, not too long ago. That, <laughs> yeah, that'll work. That's, uh, that's always uh, in my hometown, too. I was, I was in town for it. Um, and so, I mean, any team that wins the Cup, you know, is uh, going to be dangerous for, for a lot of years to come. Um, I, I do believe, uh, like a lot of Blues fans know, and people in the organization last year definitely wasn't up to par to their standard, and and uh, they're very excited to get back to work and get them back to that winning way. And uh, I think one of the big things for me is uh, the mix between unreal young guys and great older guys on the team. I think that's a huge recipe for success and. In uh, the new NHL, you can't you can't win with uh, without young guys, and the Blues have those guys uh, already on the team making an impact. And you need some veteran help, which I think I'll bring, and I think they already have as well. Kevin Hayes joining us right now on the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Kevin, who on the Blues when you when you played them over the last couple of years, who on the Blues always stood out? Who who are the challenging guys to play with that that are now going to be your teammates? Yeah, like I said, I played in the East, right, for pretty much my whole career. So I only I only get them twice a year. Um, I did get a playoff series against someone I played for Winnipeg that one year um, after the trade deadline. But um, 
I mean, there's a lot of great guys. Uh, I was lucky enough to play with Pavel Buchnevich in New York, and the way that he has, the, the player that he's turned out to be is, has been super fun to watch. I mean, he's one of the one of the better offensive guys in the league, and uh, there's a lot of swagger to his game. Um, and then you got guys like Kyrou and Thomas with these young guns coming up. Um, and then you got the veteran guys that, I mean, Shenner, he's always tough to play against. Uh, I played against him when he was in Philly. Um, I'm pretty close with Tory Krug. I've known his game for a long time. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of guys I can name, but those are just some off the top of my head. Kevin, uh, look, it, it was a, a bit of a roller coaster ride for you in Philly, uh, especially, you know, you had some moments with the, the coaching staff and whatnot. Don't want to dwell on the past, but let's move into the future. You know, you got Craig Berube now, who you just talked about. Look, he's a Stanley Cup champion coach. And quite honestly, from the players that I talk to on a regular base, basis, they really like Chief and they respect him a lot. What are you looking forward to playing for Chief? Yeah, he, uh, we had a conversation yesterday. Uh, he said he's an honest coach. Uh, he demands a lot. Um, he wants his players playing the right way. Um, I've heard nothing but great things about him. Uh, Giroux reached out to me and said, you're going to absolutely love Chief. A bunch of people have texted me, and that's they're saying congrats on St. Louis. You're going to love Chief. Um, so I'm super excited. I mean, I demand a lot for myself. Um I think last year, like you said, was a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, I had a career year. I went to the All-Star game, but never really felt like that. Um, so I, I think uh, kind of a change of scenery will, will do me wonders. And um, I've never really lost confidence in my game, and I'm very excited to, to get back at it with St. Louis. Kevin Hayes joining us right now on the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Kevin, from the teams that you have been a part of that have had success – what are the qualities that, that you have seen in those teams? And therefore, what, what do you think the Blues need to do in order to have success that they didn't have a year ago? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the NHL. I mean, you have injuries. Uh, some guys have off years. Um, but teams can bounce back very easily. That's what I've learned. I've been on teams that have struggled, and then all of a sudden we're one of the top teams in the league the next year, or vice versa. You're one of the top teams, and then all of a sudden you're struggling. Um, I think uh, one of the biggest things is having a great, is having a good goalie, uh, and the Blues clearly have that with with Bennington, um, and just making sure you have a team that has identity. Uh, your your teammates, your coaches, everyone in management needs to needs to know what you bring to the rink every day, and that starts with team identity. Um, one of the best pieces of advice I've gotten is. Uh, be a consistent human, be a consistent player. Uh, let everyone know that what they're going to get from you every day is is not going to be there for one week or one month or two months or a few days. It's it's going to be there the whole year. And, and I think that's uh, something that's stuck with me pretty much my whole career. Kevin, you guys, uh, you're related to the Kachuk family. And obviously Big Walt is a fixture here in St. Louis, former teammate of mine. And Matthew and Brady are uh, obviously they're stars in the NHL now. But when the trade went down, or right before the trade, did you have any chance to talk to Big Walt at all about the situation here in St. Louis? Yeah, I actually, uh, Matthew, when Matthew heard the rumors, he texted me uh, before I even got traded, and he literally said, you're going to love the loop. Um, I'll let you know everything you need to know. Um, and then as soon as I did get traded, I talked to Keith. He said, you're going to love it here. Um, I think it's going to be a lot easier 
having big Walt there as my cousin uh, to be able to lean on certain things. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Kachucks, are, it's an impressive family. It really is. Uh, I've known Matthew and Brady pretty much my whole life, and it's been uh, amazing and funny to watch their careers. Um, their dad is a Hall of Famer, and he used to ask my brother and I to, to give Matthew and Brady advice because th- they thought that we were the cool guys who were drafted in the NHL and their dad didn't think their dad was any good. And now it's, <laughs> and now it's the complete opposite with their absolute studs in the league. And I'm probably going to start reaching out advice for them. <laughs> Kevin, uh, one last thing for you here. When Blues fans who are listening right now and uh, or, or get to know you as you get to training camp and whatnot, uh, what, what, how would you describe your style of play? I, I know you're a puck possession guy, which Craig Berube will love that tremendously. But your style of play, when you're on your A game, what does it look like? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm a, a playmaker that loves to possess the puck. Uh, I mean, I've had seasons where I've been – people have talked about my 200-foot game, and then all of a sudden last year I'm, people are saying that I, I can't play defense. And it, it's just – that stuff doesn't really bother me. I, I try to be a consistent player. Um, I try to make players around me better. Um, I'm a fun, personal guy who, who works hard um, and tries to make his teammates better, whoever I'm playing with. Um, I try to possess the puck as much as I can. I try to help out with all, all different uh, situations. Kevin, we appreciate your time. I know that you're busy. Oh, I got, I got one more for him here. Now we got to dive behind the curtain a little bit. So you're down in Nashville. It was your bachelor party, I believe. And you're hitting the golf course. Was Ryan Whitney on the golf course with you? Yeah, he was. Is he, he was. still using the foot wedge, and is he still Sammy Serious out there? Uh, he is Sammy Serious. I, I tell him before we tee off pretty much every time, hey, good vibes only today. Uh, <laughs> he He's usually fun to play with. When he's playing bad, he gets a little angry. But um, um, I try to be a tough guy to be around when you're angry. I try to make sure that everyone – Make sure everyone's enjoying themselves. Kevin, I, I know that uh, you're an avid golfer, so who's the best current player that you've played with? Uh, Brady Shea. Wow, Brady Shea. Wow. Yeah, he's uh, he's unbelievable. He absolutely pounds the ball. I played around with him in Minnesota where I think he shot uh, 64. Wow. That's a that's a bit of a, a hidden gem there. I would not have picked him. I thought maybe some of the bigger names, you know, like the Clayton Kellers, and I know that the Wit Dog, although he's not a current player, but Brady Shea, that's good to know. Now I know if I'm lined up uh, on the golf course with him, he's going to take my money. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Kevin, we appreciate it. Best of luck. We know that you're excited to be here. We're certainly excited to watch you play, and uh, hopefully get a chance to talk to you down, down the road, too. Uh, I can't wait to get to St. Louis, uh, figure out the city, get the ins and outs, know where to eat, uh, know where to live. And um, Yeah, I mean, thank you guys for having me on, and I'm sure I'll see you soon, talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. The boys here will hook you up. I know that great leadership group. They'll send you everywhere you need to go. And honestly, Kevin, they're going to love you here. Just play your game, man. You're going to do awesome. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Kevin. We'll see you. See you, guys. That's Kevin Hayes. St. Louis Blues in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. I don't know if I can shoot a 64 the fr- on the, the, the on front line. Yeah, it, it has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Without using multiple yeah. foot wedges. I just asked about Ryan Whitney because 
the wit dog thinks he's ready for the PGA tour really? at any point, and he takes it very serious. And obviously, Kevin Hayes is not a very serious guy all the time. Yeah. What I liked about that there is he's like, if guys get a little negative, or whatever, he's literally describing what his role is in an NHL locker room, but while on the golf course mm-hmm. with other guys, he talked about how he tries to make sure that the day is a good day and everybody yeah. has fun. Yeah. He said he said that he's setting expectations as a leader. It, he's going to be a very welcome personality in that locker room. I can yeah. tell you that right now. They need it. The Blues need it. That's for sure. All right. It's a fast line on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter, Andrew Marsh. Lineup is out. We'll play the lineup game next here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time to play lineup game in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN as the Cardinals wrap up their series against the Miami Marlins. Led by Skip Schumacher. He's doing great things, Jamie. Great Skippy, things for Yeah, Marlins. yeah, yeah. I hear all over the place. Oh, we should have kept Skip. Get rid of Ollie. In hindsight, who knows? You give Skip this lineup, maybe the same thing. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Got a lady on the other line about some white walls. Gotta call you back. All right. Car- <laughs> Cardinals, Marlins. Again, Matthew Libertor will start tonight for the Cardinals, and Brian Hoying will start for Miami. He's a right-hander. Oh, we got the RHP. Yeah, you know me. Okay, Jamie. Yeah. After Tommy Edmond let off yesterday against the lefty, I think this is back to Brennan Donovan. Is he is he healthy? Ish. Is he back in the lineup? I, what this is what we're I, we're trying to figure that out. No, Playing I, the lineup game. Anthony, I really didn't watch the game yesterday. <sighs> I was busy celebrating this country and its independence. Well, you do so with some hot dogs and some baseball. Mm-hmm. It was on and in beer. the background. We didn't even have the volume on, though. You know why? I didn't want to hear that sadness. Well, it wasn't sad for Miami. We had music on. You actually would hear. And we were getting it. Mm, mm, mm. You actually hear the crack of the bat a lot. <laughs> yeah, no. Not ours. No? Okay. No. Anyways, uh, I think it's Brennan Donovan here. Go ahead, Anthony. Lead the charge. Show us Brennan Donovan. All right, way to go, Donnie! All right, this has got to be Paul Goldschmidt, right? You can't take the big fundy out of the game. I would think so. Unless he's traded. Anyways, Paul Goldschmidt, please. I love gold! You're on board now, aren't you? No, I'm not. Why not? Stop that. You and your rumor mill. My goodness. Uh, It's not even a rumor mill. It's just your opinion. My opinion from about three weeks ago. (laughs) Who's coming with me on this? Let's rebuild this team. The Goldie train? Are we trading Goldschmidt? Let's make the card. Never mind. Let's get pitching. Oh, somehow. Okay. All right. So, Goldie, who the hell's hitting third? Well, Arenado was third yesterday. It seemed to work really well. What? Stop. St- this is going to be Nolan Gorman. Okay. Because Storm and Gorman had himself a pretty good game batting third the other day. Do it. Show us Storm and Gorman. No, no, no. Son of a. Janet, why are you a factory of sadness today? She's not from Cleveland. No, okay, so right. this could be Contreras. This could be Arenado. Newt. It could be Arenado. He bat. He was third yesterday. Could be Arenado. All right. Do you, do you, do you like Arenado? No, I don't. I mean, oh. I like him. I don't know if I like him in the three hole. I prefer my Nolan in the four hole. Hmm. Okay. So, 
What do you think? Out of Newt Contreras. Contreras. Uh, Let's go. Go for it. Show me that big Willie Contreras. Sorry, guys. <sighs> Anthony, you do it now, because I've said it twice, and Janet has rubbed it in my face twice. All over my face <laughs> twice. Your turn. I, I think Ollie, for some reason, likes Newt in this spot. Show us Newt. Newt! Newt! Alright, so we got the Newt bar. Now. This is uh, the uh, Albert Pujols guy here. My favorite Albert Pujols. We've heard this a thousand times, I can never remember the damn quote. Can I say one more thing? I love you, Albert Pujols. (laughs) That's true, what is it? That's true, we've heard it all the time. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Albert Pujols, you're my favorite or something. Absolutely not. And guess what? You... Oh, we gotta guess first. Uh, Nolan, oh. show us. Nolan Arenado. Oh, you're gonna you oh, gotta play wow. it for us, Marshy. Now my brain <laughs> is gonna be in a pretzel it. for 24 hours. That's yeah. true. He's gonna he doesn't deserve it. He's gonna stick to his standards. I'm not gonna compromise my morals here for, I don't know. for your Albert pleasure. Pujols. You're my man. No, that Can I say it. one more thing? Can I say one more thing? I love Albert, you, Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols, shoot a man? No. no. I, you want me to tell you? Yeah. Yes. Can I say one more thing? Albert Pujols, I love you, man. There it is. Once he said it, it's like, it's oh, so yeah, so that's easy. what it is. All right. All right. We got Nolan Arenado at four. I think it's Willie Contreras at five. I agree. Show us. Wilson Contreras. Wilson! 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 All right. All this right. is where typically we have to slow down. Slow down. This is where I think this is Gorman. Yeah, you got to have Gorman in there, right-handed mm-hmm. pitcher. Gorman had himself a pretty good game the last one, too. He didn't play yesterday. Am I wrong? Or am I really just... <laughs> no, no, you're right. It it was, no, it was lefty yesterday. <laughs> it, it is a little blurry. What? Certainly. But yeah. I think it's Gorman. I think it's Storm and Gorman. Show us. Nolan Gorman, please. Oh, that's right. He's get What? He had himself a pretty good game last game, Marshy. Jamie, I don't know which game you're watching. He Maybe hasn't gotten a hit before. in the past three games. <laughs> what? So now I was watching a rerun. <laughs> <laughs> I only saved the good Those games. highlights. Uh, my brain only saves you the gotta, good moments. You might you might be talking about game one of that doubleheader against the Yankees. That was it. Ah, I think he yeah. had him run that game. Yeah, too. there we go. Yeah, there we go. He put it in the bullpen, right? Or above he it? Put, he put it over. Sure. He hit the ball. <laughs> All right, batting seventh. Jordan Walker. Is it walk it like it's hot, Anthony? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Show us, Jordan Walker. Oh yeah, he's yeah, getting he's, the cold yeah. shoulder too. You know, you get a hit in forty-two consecutive games, but if you don't get he's one a couple in, in a row now, forty-three. Yep. Yeah, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have sat on that one day. That's true. Ru- ruined his timing. Ruined him. I don't care if he was sick. All right, batting All right. eighth is There's Paul DeYoung. It's forever DeYoung. Yep. Show us Paul DeYoung. The king is gone. Yeah, he sure is. Uh-huh. And, and then Tommy. it's got to be Tommy Boy, right? Oh, 0 for 5, Tommy Emin. Show us Tommy Emin. But right now, I'm going to need you, Tommy Boy, to get this place going. So you got a hit yesterday? 0 for 5. Jeez, you think they got that many attempts around? He was 0 for 5 two days ago. Consistent. Do you guys even know what day of the week it is? No, honestly, I thought today, all day long, all day long, today has been Monday for me. Yeah. Because Ashley has the same hours on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 
So we woke up this morning, and we did not have camp today. Camp uh, is going to be two days this week, Thursday and Friday. SynergyHockeySkills.com is uh, certainly somewhere you can visit, sign mm. them up. But it threw me off. So I'm like, I'm at the gym. I'm like, I'm like, hey, it's Monday. And then Mentality sent me a text. Hey, we're looking forward to seeing you. I'm like, wow, this oh, my God, it's Wednesday. Going into Mentality, packed house. Bunch of guys. Brad Thompson was there. Was he? Yeah, BT. How's BT doing? He's good. Yeah. He's good. He looks like he's got a he nice little well. cinnamon tan on him. Mm. He he's coaching like a, ball. He's what? Coaching. Yeah. Baseball? Yeah. Yeah. He was real happy to see me, and I was happy to see him. That's nice. Did you guys embrace? We did. Yeah. We hugged it out. Bro hug right there in the middle mm. of mentality. Nice. I've never felt more like a man in my life. I mean, hey, where else are you going to do it, right? That's a good point, Anthony. All right. What were we talking about? Oh, we were doing the lineup game. Okay. Do you Go want ahead, me to Marsh. Roll Run it. it. Yeah, yeah, Run yeah. Run it. Uh, leading off, DH, Brendan Donovan. Batting second, first baseman, DH. Paul Goldschmidt. Batting third, right fielder, Lars Newpar. Your cleanup hitter, third baseman, Nolan Arenado. That boy. Batting fifth, Wilson Contreras. He's behind the plate. Batting sixth, second baseman, Nolan Gorman. Batting seventh in left field, Jordan Walker. Batting eighth, the shark stat, Paul DeYoung, and batting ninth in center field, Tommy Edmond. Who's the DH Donovan. That's what threw me off. Go fair, go fair. Mm, 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 I don't mm. believe what I just saw. Home run. All right, March, why don't you uh why don't you update us on those standings? Yeah, you guys are still neck and neck. Yeah. I'm still at one. You know what though? Don't even say it. It's not going to change. No, no, no. It's like Adam Wainwright has been saying about his upcoming run. So you're saying I'm going to go on a streak? Absolutely. I feel it, Marsh. You think I'm going to go on a streak? I think you're on. Absolutely. Man, that doesn't make me feel good, though, especially with the way things went with Wayno. I don't. I didn't say what sort of streak you're going on. Ah, that's fair. But. You're gonna be great. You know what, Marsh? Why don't you go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you go first? Let's get let's get Marsh back into the home run derby. Uh, all right, chaser. all right, all right. I'm gonna go with Nolan Arenado. It's my guy. All all right. That's a good pick, Andrew Marsh. What do you got, Jamie? Well, since my guy is still so hot right now, Jorge Soler. No. Oh. Nolan Gorman. In my mind, he just mm. hit a home run yesterday. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's in hot your, right now. In your mind, Gorman yeah. is 27 of his last 27 yeah. with four bombs. This guy is on fuego. All, all grand slams. Uh-huh. In his mind, the, the Cardinals are only 12 games under 500. Oh, yeah. No, no, they're That's not. And two games back. Yeah. Of what? Wow. Of... Of fourth place? No. Fourth I, place. I don't think that's true, is it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I stopped looking at the standings. <laughs> I did too. I don't even look anymore. It I used to look at it daily. Matter. Now I'm like, I, whatever. All right, give me uh, RL Chalk, please. Give me Paul Goldschmidt. Did a ding dong Johnson today. We got 540 start for the old Redbirds. 540. Correct. Down in Miami, Lone Depot Park, Jamie. Mm-hmm. What they're calling it these days. All right, we get some qu- some comments here on the old YouTube uh, chat line. Oh yeah, what are those this people saying? Jamie, you remember you're on video, right? Yeah. So just to bring you guys behind the curtain a little bit here in the fast lane is we've decided as a group we're not changing anything. 
which is dangerous. We're not changing anything. But exciting. So if you see me uh, giving Anthony an interview where I'm going like, hey, I have a question, I got a question, or if we do this little, the spinny thing means we're going to wrap it up because we have time to worry about. You're going to get a peek behind the curtain. We're not dressed, we're not window dressing this at all. We're undressing the whole yeah, thing. For them to say something, what are you? <laughs> what? For them to say something, though, what what were you doing? I don't know. I think he was doing the finger thing, but with a different finger, right? Hmm. No. No. No, I'm very oh, precise. That was last that. week. Yeah. Anyways. No, I make sure Anthony sees that one clearly. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. You're welcome. Did the league get better while the Blues watched in free agency? Oh, come on. Wow, Marsh. What? What the hell is wrong? Whew. Why would you word it that way? So disappointing. We'll find out next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Fastlane on 101 ESPN 304. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Don't forget, we're streaming now on YouTube at 101 ESPN STL. And we got a great comment not too long ago that said, uh, wow, you guys are a lot older than I thought. That's not nice. Marsh is in his 20s. Marsh is in his 20s. And if you average our ages together, Mm -hmm. we're young-ish. You know? We're not boomers. No. Anthony, I have one here for you. I don't know how you would take it uh, from Boone. Hey, Boone. says, uh, this is driving me nuts. For the last two years, I thought Anthony was old and looked like Randy. This is blowing my mind. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. One, uh, a bit of a ricochet on Randy there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Who dressed up this morning for the sure cameras. did. He looked really good. He looked sharp. Mm-hmm. I saw him. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Is that a compliment to you? Does it make you feel like you sound old or that you look young? It's like the question we had earlier in the wow, office. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that question. Is, yeah. It's a real conundrum. You, yeah, a real Stalter's choice. Oh, it sure was. <laughs> yeah. It sure was. Good choice, Anthony. <laughs> Thanks, Marsh. <laughs> Speaking of Marsh. What did I do? I don't know. He's just You know what you did. brought it up. You've done a couple of things today. You didn't watch Weekend at Bernie's. That's my That's fault. number one. And number two. I wear that one. You brought up the Stalter Choice thing again. Well, I mean, if I wasn't going to do it, Jamie would at yeah, some very point. Sure, that's a great point. So, all right, Marsh, you you posed the question to us: did, did the league get better while the Blues watched in free agency? They could <sighs> they couldn't do much in free agency. Oh, I know. And they gave you Kevin Hayes. Yeah. So no, why are you complaining? Honestly, I, I was heard, complaining. It's just heard, a question. I heard Tanner this morning that I love you, Tanner, with all due respect. Uh, your take was just, I mean, it didn't make any sense at all. It didn't. Tanner wanted Doug Armstrong to be more active in free agency. He wants to shake up the decor. Wants to, well, I guess Tanner's playing a video game. You know where you have the auto trades? Like, no matter what you propose, the, mm-hmm. the computer game accepts it. Take this computer. Yeah. Yep. That, that's playing what, franchise mode right mm-hmm. now. Like I said, with all due respect to Tanner, that's what he was playing, was the, you know, make a GM mode or whatever. Because in reality, Doug Armstrong is doing everything he can right now. What else do you want the guy to do? He he acquired Kevin Hayes. He tried to make another trade to get Sandheim here. Tory Krug said, "No, I, I really don't want to leave St. Louis." I he specific- said, "Go Sandheim yourself." He did, and he said, mm-hmm. "I specifically don't want to go to Philadelphia." 
Um, so try again, or don't try again because my answer is not going to trade or not going to change. But when you look at the the cap space, Army currently the projected cap space is two point three million. The hell is he going to do? You already have eight defensemen under one way contracts for next year. Eight. Army's just supposed to fabricate something. No, you got four. Your t- your top four guys have no trade clauses, and Army right has a fresh feel to how that works because he rumor has it Tory Krug was asked to waive his no trade clause and he said no so now Army's looking at the other guys and Marco Scandella who has a seven team no trade clause so that one's still easier to maneuver except you got to find a dance partner someone who's going to look at Marco Scandella and go I'm going to ignore the last two years which have basically been injury riddled and oh I'd love to have his 3.2 million dollars on the books you have to find a dance partner for that you're probably going to have to attach something to it to sweeten the pot a little bit. But what was Army going to do? Any of the free agent defensemen out there, what, you want nine guys under one-way contract? Not a bad thought. What? No, it is a bad thought, Anthony. It's an interesting strategy, Jamie, it, it, if bold, you really think about it. It's a bold move, but it's it's not an intelligent one. What if you start <laughs> dressing defenders and playing them as forwards? Like it, Jake Wallman. No, yeah. It yep. has been done. Nobody's um, going to see this coming, guys. Like Jamie Rivers. That's right. Like Jamie Rivers. Hey, if you want to get playing time, you say you're a right winger. Or a right. centerman. Or a goalie. There you go. Yep. Well, mm, mm-hmm. I think we should be good on the goaltending. Now, um... When all that happened, it was a bit of a different league. You could still make quite an impact as a uh, fourth-line type guy. Um, But anyways, truth here. The Blues are limited on what they can do right now. They're trying to create some depth up front. Army's talked about having to or wanting to solidify the top nine. He did that. Kevin Hayes solidifies that. And we went through the lineup the one day, and we're like, it's not a bad lineup. Top nine. What did he do? He added to the fourth line. Mackenzie McEachern going to be in here on the fourth line now. Who knows what else they have in store for the fourth line. Oscar Sundquist, I believe, is still in play. I believe there's a million-dollar contract out there with his name on it to be a St. Louis Blue. I think he's just weighing out some other opportunities right now. If that's the case, then you're fine up front. And on the back end, you cannot do anything right now. You're, you're at a standstill because of what you currently have. Army just can't fabricate trades or signings. And what was your pivot? Ryan O'Reilly? Four years at four and a half million? Would you think about that? No, not even for a second. Mm -hmm. Not even for a second. And I love you, Ryan O'Reilly, and chatted with him about his contract the other day, talking about how he's going to parlay that music into a second career in Nashville. Happy for the guy. (laughs) Not giving him four years at four and a half million. So when you evaluate what is going on right now, Army's actually doing exactly what he said he was going to do. He said, I'm not entirely focused on 23-24. I have to also be focused on 24-25. The salary cap is going to go up a good bump, maybe 5 to $8 million in the next offseason. So if that's the case, Army, the Scandella contract will be off the books. There'll be a couple other things that he's going to be able to maneuver, but he'll have more cap space. And maybe by then there's a dance partner from one of the top four defensemen, if he decides to move on from that. If he doesn't, and the, the defense, work comes, defense core comes back, and they have a good year, that changes things too. So you can't just be, you can be bold, but you can't be out of control. You can't be reckless as a general manager. Those guys who operate in a reckless way or in an emotional state, those are the guys that never, ever, 
ever seem to get out of the rebuild because they keep flipping this and flipping that and flipping this. And then you don't have a, like a foundation then mm-hmm. you keep players are in and out, in and out. Look mm-hmm. at Arizona for that matter. Mm-hmm. Like they, they've been in the same rebuild for a decade now. Well, longer than that. Well, Larger than that, the rebuild, yeah. When did yeah. when did you play for them? Yeah, when did you ruin their organization? <sighs> you, think, you think me playing for them ruined that organization? And Anthony, we won and games we shouldn't have while I was playing there. Jamie, <laughs> what? you scored the goal, and then you returned to do what? You returned to, to Arizona mm. to do what? To play there. To finish them. <laughs> All right. You're getting off track here. Don't am, worry about the guy. I'll pick a different I, team. I'll pick a different team, okay, Anthony, since you're fixated on that right okay. now. Okay. Um, I don't know what team. Pick any team. But the bottom line is... Philadelphia. Yeah, well, they're right there right now. This is hell for them. How about Vancouver? Vancouver's in a bad spot, mm-hmm. too, because they keep flipping bodies, and they mm-hmm. but they're not really decreasing payroll. They just keep bringing in the solutions, so they think, but when mm-hmm. the solutions go awry on them, then they're in an Oliver Ekman Larson where they've got to buy out like three years on a deal. Not great for the ownership at that point. No. And he also played with the Coyotes. Nice job there, Jamie. <laughs> connected everything. Well done. Real quick, though, Jamie, did uh, to the second part, I guess, of this question, um, did did other teams in the league get better, though? Other teams in your division, did they improve? Um, they, maybe they had more action, but did they really get better? I don't know. Look at Nashville. Nashville cleaned house. Barry Trott said, this culture sucks. I need to move some guys. Mm-hmm. And so he moved two of their most talented players, he brought in a Ryan O'Reilly. His his motives are clear. He wants to clean up that locker room. He wants to have guys with great leadership skills. And Ryan O'Reilly is the guy who probably paid a little too much for him. Probably willingly did so in order to solidify good leadership in that room. But is Nashville that much better right now? No, I don't think so. Uh, Colorado Avalanche, yes. But they were good to start with. Mm-hmm. They were good to start with. And so you, those guys are still going to be at the top of the food chain in your division regardless of what they did, anything at all. And Chicago Blackhawks, well, they, could, they couldn't go anywhere but up, for that matter. And it's still to be determined how good they'll be. Their defense core is still not great. Goaltending still suspect. So that's going to be difficult. And when you look at Winnipeg, they're, they're in a bit of a disaster mode. They got players who aren't even sure they want to be there. And they've also tried to clean house, too, buying out Blake Wheeler and having some other pieces move. So I don't believe the division has... You know, taking these massive steps where the Blues are like, whoa, we can't catch up. I think the Kevin Hayes deal was a really good one for the Blues. I think the uh, the de- further development of Jake Neighbors, another year of maturity for Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas. Like You have to look at this and go, this team is right on the cusp of being a playoff team. Now, they just need solid play from their defense core. They need better than what they got last year, and they need equal goaltending to better than what they got last year. And this team is right there, somewhere in the playoff conversation. That's Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, and Anthony Stalter. It's the Fast Line on 101 ESPN. There's more drama involving Wilson Contreras, although the story isn't as interesting as who delivered it. That's next on 101 ESPN. Fly ball hit to left. De La Cruz back as far as he can go. It is gone. A home run for Contreras. A moonshot ties our game. It's 2-2. Chip Carey on the call. One of the calls. I don't know anymore. What game was that from, Marsh? That was from game one against the Miami Marlins. Oh. 
Okay. Also, that's known right. As the they game won a game on Monday. They won a game the other day. I don't think they won that game. It was the Yankee game on Sunday. They won that one. Actually, took two of three from the Yankees, and you thought, "Hey, things are not turning around." But that was nice. That was nice to take two of uh, three. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, one of the Yankees broadcasters brought up the Wilson Contreras situation again, and I don't think him bringing it up, the story itself, is all that interesting because we dove into that. It's old news. But Michael Kay of the Yes Network, he's their play-by-play guy for Yes, he had mentioned during the broadcast, I found out something. I was talking to a lot of Cardinal people. The reason that they took Contreras out from behind the plate, he was calling pitches that the pitcher on the mound didn't have. He would be calling for a cutter, for a pitcher that didn't throw a cutter. The pitches, the pitchers were going crazy. Again, that was Michael Kay. So people started to connect the dots here. The only former Yankee that Michael Kay probably would have talked to was Jordan Montgomery, who the Cardinals obviously acquired from the Yankees a year ago at the trade deadline in exchange for Harrison Bader. We have no idea if Jordan Montgomery was Michael Kay's source. And when he says, I, I talked to a lot, of Cardinals, a lot of Cardinals people, it probably was just one person. It may or may not have been Montgomery. But if it was... If it is true, Jamie, that Contreras was calling pitches that pitchers didn't have, well, that would make sense then why the Cardinals gave him a little bit of a um, breather from behind the plate to, I don't know, figure out what pitches his pitchers throw. Yeah, okay. First of all, I don't really like this whole thing. This is all like hearsay, and I know the reputation of the Yankees announcer and all that stuff, okay? He's been around a while. But Fine. But let's do some some real research on this. Okay. Did he call the wrong pitches, or did the pitch comp? Did he pick the wrong pitch on the pitch comp? Like, all of these things are in play. And how many times did it happen? Like, a couple. If well, how many times did he get the? Okay, so what's worse then? He calls the 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 wrong pitch for the pitcher, or he he doesn't know what button to push. Either way, it's not a good look. If it is true, mm-hmm. you know, he looks down. He's like, ah, you know, I call for a cutter. Okay, that may happen once. Yeah, it's not going to happen forty-two times. Like the the one time Jordan Hicks was on was on the mound, he kept calling for I don't know, was it a slider? Called for a slider fourteen pitches in a row. Yeah, it's not a good look for Contreras either way. If it again, if it's true. Yeah, I agree. But if it's not true, you're making something out of nothing now. Mm-hmm. Like when is enough with the Contreras thing? Like when is it enough? And if it's true, then the Cardinals didn't do their homework yeah, right, enough. Right. Like, if that's the case, then I think we already knew that, though. Mm-hmm. I think the first time we heard of a speed bump, even though we didn't know about this, like, supposed pitch, wrong pitch calling, we knew, like, okay, you probably didn't do all the homework necessary, or you did, but you didn't do it the right way to find out what you've got here. I just find it hard to believe that not one other catcher in Major League Baseball that switched teams hasn't had a moment or two where the pitch com, they get the sequence wrong or however it works, or yeah. maybe they call the wrong pitch with the wrong guy. That happens. And let's not forget that a lot of the pitching staff, uh, well, well, two of them were at the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. And so how are, you, like, how are you supposed to get to know these guys? You tried and you went for it, but... I don't know. I just don't like these hearsay articles that come out. I find them unfair to the player because now the player can't really 
comment on it. Because if he does, he's sewering the pitchers. Well, no, I never did that. It happened twice. And if that's what they're complaining about, like, my God, it's not those two or three times that have their ERA at seven or eight right now. Right. It's not the wrong pitch being called that, I don't know, made you put it right over the plate. And if I don't like the pitch that you're suggesting, I'm allowed to shake it off. Mm-hmm. And recent history, like right now, recency bias. What did Miles Michaelis say following his start the other day? He says, I was calling my own pitches in the first inning. I'll never do that again. It's Willie's turn to call the to call the pitches. Yeah. Why? Okay, but I thought you guys didn't trust him. Mm-hmm. And I thought he's calling pitches that you don't even have in your repertoire. But now you're admitting fault as a pitcher, which I, I respected that totally from Miles Michaels. I yeah. really did. But saying, nah, I'm listening to Wilson Contreras. They used to say the same thing about Yachty, and I'm not comparing him to Yachty by any means. But that's Miles Michaels, who's a veteran player, giving the respect to Contreras, saying that he's calling a better game than I am. Right. The results are right there. So I find this whole Contreras situation, the weaving and the bobbing and the whole, like everything that's going on, I find it distracting to what the hell's actually going on in the field. You know what I mean? You you nailed the big picture. You nailed you nailed the small picture on this. So let's just, the small pictures, your pitchers aren't good enough. They're just not. Your pitching staff isn't good, period. That's not earth-shattering earth news. Anybody that is stuck with the Cardinals this far into the season knows that your pitching staff wasn't good. your pitching staff wasn't going to be good going into the season we talked about it we just thought that it was going to be good enough to match up with the offense which was supposed to be good for you to win the nl central that was it nobody was uh, was under any we weren't naive to think that the cardinals were going to get into the postseason they were going to have a good enough pitching staff to win anything of substance mm-hmm. at all they're worse than we thought so your point maybe maybe wilson Contreras sitting back there is like Cutter. I don't have a cutter. We'll figure it out. Throw one anyways because your slider sucks. Yeah, or shake it off and tell you. And I'm being facetious, but. I know you are. Ish. Ish. Your your, your pitching staff isn't good, but to your bigger overall point, the front office didn't know. No. They had no idea that Wilson Contreras wasn't any good behind the plate. And this That's is a stretch too. And I'm being and I'm I'm, I'm look, I'm exaggerating here because obviously the guy won a he won a World Series. I don't he, appreciate he probably doesn't either. Sorry, Wilson. I know you're listening. But your front office, after watching Yadier Molina do what he did on the field and off the field since two thousand and three, mm-hmm. you sold out for the offense. Which you wanted to do, anyways. You, you want wanted to get a bat in your right. catcher's hands. Right. Okay, great. So, let me ask you this. A very honest question. Marsha, you can participate in this one, too. If the Cardinals had Yadier Molina behind the plate all season long, mm-hmm. how many games do they win compared to what they had? Like, how many more games have they won Yeah. compared to this year? Because... Right, what, two, I don't know. Two or three, it's, the it's pitcher not still two, didn't execute. Right to your point, it's not. It's not. Unfortunately, I think we're we're just we saw we saw the end of Adam Wainwright last year. That's the reality. Now, Jordan Montgomery, some of his starts, he had no offense. Miles Michaelis, would he have avoided his rough April and June with Yadi behind the plate? Maybe. 
But how many games did you blow like, come on. from the bull, from a bullpen standpoint? I, I don't. I just I find think it you would be super hard to believe that Yadi would guy. Be, have this team in contention. Okay, so overall, Yadi missing Yadier Molina certainly certainly hurts. Missing Albert Poole certainly hurts. Not to the point where you are thirty five and fifty on the year. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Anthony. This is why I. This happens all the time. Losing teams. The, the media at times um, create controversy amongst losing teams because there's nothing else to talk about. Well, you're grasping at why. Because I don't because we all, well, okay, we do four hours though. We do four, four hour radio show. We're talking about the why too. Yeah, but we're trying to be honest. I'm not just throwing crap out there. Like, oh, I, I talked to so and so, and this is the problem. Mm-hmm. No, the problem goes deeper than that. If nothing else, at least we're honest. When it comes to all of the problems the Cardinals have. Well, yeah, that's the key. The key word. Because you said problem first. Yeah. You're right. It's we, problems. We have a wheel of, what do we call that wheel? Where the Cardinals are going to lose? Sadness. Wheel of sadness. Wheel of sadness. Pick the way the hey, Cardinals are going to blow this game. Spin that thing, too, by the way. Can you pull that up? You want me to? I feel like we haven't done the wheel in a while. The wheel of sadness. Well, is so, wow. But, Anthony, if, if it was one thing, if it was Wilson Contreras only... Why would we have a wheel? Why would anybody in St. Louis? One day it's the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Next day it's the rotation. Then it's the defense. Then it's the catcher. Then it's the offense. Don't forget. It's the manager. Well. What? I think you got to go beyond that. We found one of the issues, and the Cardinals refused to do anything about it. You and I found oh, a Fred Bird. Thank you. Yeah, you've got Fred Bird who's has been mailing it in since the pandemic. He has been, but you know what? That's what happens with with losing teams. Is the, even the mascots start to underperform because why would they celebrate it? Why why would they drink that Red Bull and get after it? No, not going to do it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Still, I think you could be. I think we, I think the Cardinals could be better in all facets. Hey, Marshy. Problem is that everybody's focusing that will, on kid. one thing. Well, it's one thing right now. I know, but it's tomorrow. No, but it's the else. narrative. It just pisses me off. I don't. Okay. I, you know what? And I'm not a big Wilson Contreras like super fan. I don't know enough about the guy, but I also know that he won a World Series. You paid him a whole bunch of money. You brought him in because you thought he was going to be something to help your team. And now everybody's just been crapping on this guy. Mm-hmm. Where it's not even he's not even your biggest problem. But Very it's true. nice to point the finger at one person. Let's point the finger at uh, what it's, what it's going to be tonight, huh? There we go. So this is this is called the Wheel of Sadness. Yes, we do have a win on there. So we do have a win. Yeah. All right, Marsh. Let's let's spin it. Let's see what we get. And again, this is this basically your your blame game here. If the Cardinals are going to lose, we're going to tell you exactly how they're going to lose. They got the Marlins tonight. Marsh, are we spinning it? There we go. Oh my! There we go. It's got some heat on it. Spun that one hard. All right, so what do we got tonight? Let me position my mic here, see what... Oh! That one makes a lot of sense, considering this has been the worst (laughs) in terms of many statistical categories, whether you're looking at ERA, whether (laughs) you're looking at FIP, (laughs) XFIP, home runs allowed per nine, Sierra, if you're a Sierra fan. Mm. Russell Wilson is. Nope, Mm -hmm. not that Sierra. Different spelling on that. Uh, it's your bullpen. Your bullpen's going to blow it tonight. Uh, th- th- have they blown saves this year, though? I can't recall 20 of them. Yeah. 17, I believe, is where we're at now. Okay. Well, Andre Pallante, the other day, 17. Mm. Make it 18 after tonight. Mm. All right. 
Sports Six Pack is next. 314-399-9646 is the Air Comfort Service text line. If you've got a question for us, send it in. we got our Sports Six Pack next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is refreshed by Mackie O'Brien's, your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over 42 years. Time for the Sports Six back here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Here's Andrew Marsh with your questions via the Air Comfort Service text line at 314 399 9646. Question number one. Of course, that is the Air Comfort Service text line, but of course, you can send us stuff from YouTube. And we get one from our YouTube chat, Kylo Rat. Does Army want the Blues to make the playoffs this year, or does he quietly want the Blues to be sellers one more year to make a push in 2024-2025? He absolutely wants them in the playoffs. I can tell you that right now. Army um, knows he has an obligation to this fan base and to the ownership group to get in the playoffs, to get into the playoffs and, and get some of that playoff revenue. He knows that. And I can tell you this right now, if Army had no desire or he was like, I don't really want to make the playoffs next year, you would have seen a completely different trade deadline. You would have seen a completely different offseason so far. Acquiring Kevin Hayes is a move to improve your hockey team. Acquiring nobody would have been a move that you're like, oh, we're trying to just kind of get by here. Getting rid of players from your defensive core um, for nothing or for future pieces or just draft picks. That would be evidence of a guy that wants to look at two years from now or three years from now. Not Army. Army wants to win right away again. He wants to get this team in the playoffs, and there's absolutely no doubt in my mind. Question number two. From the 636, Yvonne Herrera has shown possible elite ability with the bat, and he's improving overall. I'm afraid he'll be the next guy that they trade that does very well elsewhere. Your thoughts? Well, the only thing that you can kind of take comfort in is that Wilson Contreras wasn't signed to just be the catcher. I know that he he would just he had expressed that he wanted to be viewed as a regular catcher, but there was always the game plan was always to have him DH maybe once or at least once a week, if not twice a week. So, in other words, there there would be a spot. Yvonne Herrera could come up. He could be your. He could still be kind of your catcher of the future. He could split time initially with Wills Contreras, but Contreras would be your DH. The problem, the bigger problem, is that Wills Contreras, if he winds up being a full time DH, well, now I mean, is he is he good enough to be a, a, a DH? No, I mean he's fine. He could be blocking a spot. You know, that DH spot has been, you know, now we're seeing Donovan. It's either been a spot where you can get somebody a rest or you could use it to enhance your lineup from a power standpoint. I think that you become more limited that way. But if mm-hmm. Yvonne Herrera turns out to be in the same hemisphere as what Yachty was, but he has a better bat, then great. Then he's your catcher. Well, he's crushing it right now. Mm-hmm. He's going to get an opportunity, too. I hope he does. Well, this is the perfect time for it, Anthony. I mean, dude, bring bring up Mason Wynn, too. 
Let's go. I, I don't disagree with that, but I think right Why now. Why did you say with such disgust? No, because in I'm talking. Well, one, because Mason Wynn's not on the roster right now. We'll put him on the roster. Herrera is. So let's focus on today. Herrera is on the roster today, and I guarantee you that he's going to get reps behind the plate. He's going to get lots of as many plate appearances as they can get him because they have to know what he is. They have to know what he is. And if Wilson Contreras ends up being your DH, but Herrera is crushing it like a DH, what does it matter? It doesn't. Put your position, like switch the little letters around, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If Herrera is actually your DH numbers, uh, as far as offensively, who cares? So Contreras is still an above average hitter, so it doesn't matter if he's playing catcher or DH. See what I'm saying? You're just swapping the numbers around. Yeah. Unless there's an injury, then. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. That changes everything, but yeah. And you can't carry you can't carry three catchers like you did before. Why not? Soaking up. Trace Burr is a hell of a guy. Okay, Jamie, don't you dare. He was. Question number three. I really liked him. From the 314, are you guys feeling a little more comfortable now with the cameras on those mugs? Do you guys have a makeup artist now? Yeah, you know, the camera makes me very nervous. Uh, I've never been on camera mm-hmm. before, so this is a, it's a oh, new step. Oh, good for you. It's a new step. Look at you, Mr. Bally Sports Midwest. For me, and, um, you know, get a little nervous every now and then. Um, and no, I don't have a makeup artist. I, I don't even I don't even do makeup for Bally's. You don't? <clears throat> no. I don't know why do you people see a do. single flaw on that face, Anthony? There's so many. That's the problem. Marsh, those those lights are harsh. Are they? Yes. I I just roll with it, Anthony. This is. You see, I don't know. I've this never is camera. this is what it is for me. I see some people, some grown men sitting there with the little powder that they're pu- 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 mm. and I'm like, what are we doing? Is that for the sweat though? I don't know. Because the lights are so. It could be. It could be. I don't know. And you know what? Teach their own. I don't care. I don't have anybody who does makeup. Unless I got like a heater that's like poking through, like you got a, <laughs> like a zit or a pimple, and you're looking, you're like, oh my God. And you know how you can only focus on that one thing? Like in general, you're looking at you, oh, you don't really notice it, but you, oh, you yeah. feel it. It feels like there's a softball on your face. For sure. Um, so then I'll I'll do a little, little touch up area there and try to make it as good as I possibly can, but you know, there's only so much you can do mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm. I do remember coming back from Mexico um, the first time. I had had my hat on backwards, but it was like a regular hat, so it has that little hole, you know, for the, where the adjustment. <laughs> no. And so after the first day, I had pretty good tan on. I go up to the room, sleep, wake up in the morning, go to brush my teeth in the morning. I've got this red, like, circular <laughs> oval on my forehead because of the sun was going right through there. I battled that sucker all trip trying to get it back to normal. I came back in that one game. I had to get some help and touch up the the, yeah. the red ring on my forehead because it looked like someone had hit me with a ball-peen hammer. Good call. So that happened to me one time. I went to a Cardinals game, and it was a day game, and we were sitting like down low, and, and I think they were playing the Giants. Either way, I did something similar. I had a backwards hat on. And it was uh, one of those strap backs, kind of like the one that I have on now. Uh, but I had it on all day, didn't put any sunscreen on, just, ah, we're fine. Not that I could beat the sun by any means. Mm -hmm. So I uh, had this, like, a function thing going on, like, a day later. And I get home, and I realize my entire face is as red as the ESPN behind you, except for this one strip. 
So I thought I could correct it by going out and just placing like a towel over my face, except for in that one streak of skin and try to like tan myself. I don't to know get if I can back. I don't know if I can let you do this to yourself on the air, Marshy. Wow. No, I just I thought I thought maybe it would work. And so honestly had, it didn't. You just had it like placed on yeah, your forehead. Kinda. Like, I was trying to like <laughs> I just... redo it. Yeah. I mean this is a few years ago. Not that that helps any by any means, but you know. Marshy, thank you. Thank you for your yeah, honesty. I mean mm. we're all I sharing stories. Mm. We are. I mean it. Thank you for your honesty. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't worried about that. You typically yeah. don't wear the the hat in the sun. I will ram my face into a side of a pool. Though. For sure. So there's that. At the end of the day, I wanted to get around to I ended up having to do the same thing. Put a little powder on my face to kind of do what Jamie did. Yeah, but you function. Oh, for the function, I guess. Yeah, I was about to say cuz you weren't on TV. No, no, but it was like it was a pretty it was a classy, big thing. It was a classy joint. You couldn't it just was. You couldn't just walk up. I couldn't to just the... walk in with a stripe on my yeah. face, <laughs> on my forehead. That would've been great. So anybody that asked, just like yeah, America. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Question number four. All right, guys, from the five seven three between Flaherty and Montgomery, which one would you rather trade, and which one? Are you keeping? Keep in mind that Montgomery will probably get you more in return through trade, and we don't know uh, if we can rely on Flaherty long-term. That's from JP from Rolla. So we're keeping one and trading one? Who are we keeping? It's up to you. But who are the players? Oh, boy. Okay, we'll re-ask that question. Let Jamie know what what the question is. And then we'll answer it. Did I get it wrong? (laughs) That's not what one ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So we got an interesting question in our Sports 6 pack. And we're going to have to re-ask it because I don't think Jamie heard it. I kind of heard it, but you know, Anthony, sometimes I just don't pay attention to you. Well, you know. I mean, don't this, take that personal. In this case, it was actually the listener in Marsh, but. Ah, you but do I heard you, your Jamie. voice. Sometimes when your voice starts, I just, I just black out. I'm just like, whatever. But don't take, like, don't take that the wrong way. Marshy, what was the question? Yeah, so uh, we got a question from you the You came five, here to seven, hurt me, three. Jamie. You did. Did I? Did I? Mm-hmm. You've always told me. No matter what, just be honest. We're bros, you know, honesty. I'd be honest, and now you're hurt. I feel like you set me up for that. I don't appreciate it. If I had feelings. Mm-hmm. You do, though. Apparently, I just bruised them. You're day-to-day with hurt feelings right now. Well, I'll talk to my therapist about it. Go ahead, Marsh. That's a good Rephrase it. From the 573. Between Jack Flaherty and Jordan sure. Montgomery, are you two done? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Go ahead, Andrew. Okay. Don't take that tone of voice with Anthony. You know what happens. There's he three shuts rules. Down. He shuts down There's three and will rules. never get him there back. There are more than three rules. Well, <laughs> name the three that are most important, Marsh. One, don't look at you, uh don't look at you right in the eyes. That's rule number two. Um two. I forgot number two. <laughs> Tell him, Jamie. Oh, it's Anthony's show. No. <laughs> oh, that's rule three. My bad. 
Go ahead, Marsh. Just the five seven three. Just ask a question. Between Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery, which one would you rather trade and which one are you keeping? Keep in mind that Jordan Montgomery will probably get you more in return through trade, and we don't know if we can rely on Jack Flaherty long term. That is from JP from Rolla, Missouri. Is the answer both? Just trade them both. Oh, I guess yeah. I got to keep one. Yes, but you got to uh, keep one. I think I would keep Jack Flaherty. And here, here's my reasoning. He has a lot to prove still. And he's not going to fetch you as much as Montgomery is on the trade market. So although Monty's a better pitcher, although I believe the team is better with Monty next year, I have to acquire everything I possibly can for the best player available. And then if I'm forced to keep Jack Flaherty, I just continue to hope and pray that we get a version of Jack Flaherty that's consistent and that can you know be a part of my rotation and then maybe if he's as good as he can be, then I flip Jack Flaherty next year at the trade deadline. Uh, how much do you think? How much do you think that Flaherty is going to command on the open market? Oh, uh, that I don't know. What's he making now? Like nine? How about instead of a dollar amount? Let's just talk years. Like Montgomery is going to get probably a five-year deal, four or five-year deal. I think Flaherty gets a two-year deal. If if if, if that if. So maybe a one-year deal. I'd say th- with a with a second year being an option. How about that? I think so. Then, I would go as far as three years last year being a team option. But why would a team even? Do yeah, that? why would a team do three? I'm thinking. I'm thinking one or two based upon his injury status in the last couple of years. Like, why would a team? I would never. Doesn't mean there's not a dumbass GM out I'm, there that would do it. That's kind of where I'm at. There's dumb teams out there, and they could say, "Hey, maybe he ends up being the 2019 Jack Flaherty." Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody out there that's thinking that. I'm going with the shorter term, which would be Flaherty. Montgomery is going to cost, and I, I don't I, the dollar amount, whatever, but it, it's the years. So if Montgomery is going to fetch a four or five year contract, I would rather keep Flaherty on a shorter term deal. Like Jamie said, if he pitches well at the, in the first half next year, trade him. And trade Montgomery or not, because he he would fetch you more. So I'm, that's that's the way I'm thinking of it. Either way, you're tra- you trade you want to trade both. Well, you have to. You have to. You have to be Doug Armstrong here, and it should be very black and white that you're trading this group of players. They're no longer going to be a part of the Cardinals by the end of the season. Then let's go over those players. It's Flaherty. It's Montgomery. If you can, it's Tyler O'Neill. It is probably Jordan Hicks. Mm-hmm. I, I would trade Jordan Hicks. And then if I want to resign, I look to resign him in free agency. There's no guarantee he's gonna he's gonna come back anyways. Somebody's gonna pay a haul if this guy keeps closing. Mm-hmm. Even if he he's a rental, but there's teams, don't forget, teams are gonna be in contention here. So they'll they'll overpay at the deadline thinking they have a cha- a chance to win a World Series. The Yankees at one point, I know. Jordan Hicks is not a Raldis Chapman, but at one point the Yankees were able to acquire Glabar Torres in a package in a package of prospects for Chapman and then re-sign Chapman. So I think again, it's it's Flaherty, it's Montgomery, mm-hmm. if I can, Tyler O'Neill, Paul DeYoung, Jordan Hicks, and of course Paul Goldschmidt. Go ahead, oh, Anthony. Yeah, he's only got one year left on his deal. Paul You're not Goldschmidt. crazy. 
Do you want to re? Do you want to rebuild or not? Do you want to re? Do you want to retool? Do you want to retool or not? I want to watch a team win a baseball Honestly, game though, before okay. we Marshy, start talking about anything. Marshy, you're not going to. You're not going to win if you have pitching. If we we're not going to win if we have pitching. Correct. If you you're don't not have going pitching. to win if you don't at this. Yeah, reason? you forgot the deal. Yeah. Did I don't? You didn't. I got. I got head injuries. That's why I tell you sometimes yeah. I just block it out. You know. Thanks. Yeah. I, fine. Jamie, I'm sorry that you got to deal with me. You too, Marsh. Mm-hmm. Well, Anthony, don't worry about. Thank it. you for that apology. If you don't have pitching, mm-hmm. you're not going to win games. And D- Dustin May, though injured, yeah, Dodgers. So Jack you, Flaherty, you're trading Jack Flaherty for the next Jordan Alvarez. I tra- that's the way I look what at it. If you it. traded both of them, package deal. Who? No, I wouldn't. You Who? want it? You would split would, them up. I would split them up because I think you gotcha. get more that way. In, in my opinion, think of this team. What it could look like if you did trade all those pieces, including Paul Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. And I like Goldie. Love him wearing the birds on the bat. But this team could be, I mean, it could flip well, 180 in one offseason with the players that you acquire through all those trades. And then if you actually get aggressive in free agency. Well, look who just showed up. I've been, I've been holding the door for you for well, a while Anthony, I've For been, weeks I've been holding the door out for when you. And they say chivalry is dead. Listen, Thank Anthony, you, Marsh. I've been I, waiting for you on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. All aboard the uh, let's let's really get it on for 2024. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. really improve this roster. I've been when let left the it, door though, open. Anthony, like like a lot of things in your life, when you said it, it was premature. And so now when it's you know it's evolved a little more, where you know we've kicked the can down the road mm-hmm. to where now we know how I agree. I'm not gonna be pre- premature and just like Getting rid of all these pieces all at once, all over the place. Just, no. I'm going to be patient. Someone great once said, Don't do it. Be patient. How many How many times? <laughs> how many times did he say it? It's, he's still saying it. He's still saying it. <laughs> Team's in last place. Complete garbage. Just be patient. Anthony. Just be patient. It is yeah. words of wisdom. really is. Yeah. Gauntlet next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. Time for the gauntlet here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN 402. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh and Anthony Stalter. Tim is our latest contestant in the gauntlet. What's up, Tim? How you doing, guys? We're doing great. Marsh told us that you were in a downpour. Yes, I, I live on the east side near Highland, Illinois, and it is just absolutely downpouring right now. Really? Are you safe? You're off to the side? Oh, yes. I pulled over. I'm stopped. Okay, good. good. We Safety first. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. Jamie tried to live by that, but uh, went sideways in a hurry. <laughs> it went all over the place, <laughs> So we're told. All right, uh, Tim, <laughs> would you like to take on Marsh, Jamie, or myself today? I'm going to try to take on you, Anthony. Yes. Oh, boy. You need you need this today, actually. What the hell? With your attitude, Marsha, you know you've been a part of this all day. We walked in and all day long, you need this. You need someone to put you in your place, Anthony. 
I'll get in the cone of silence, please. Thank you. Davai. Tim. Davai. Tim. Let's go. Good luck. Yes. Okay, you too. All right, Tim. Anthony's going to the cone of silence here. He's taking this sweet time, trying to stare me down. Ooh, never had that happen. All right, Tim. <laughs> go over the rules here. There'll be four questions. Uh, each question worth two points. If you use the options and you answer correctly, it's worth one point. And of course, if you get it wrong, well, there's no points. What I need from you right now, Tim, is for you to tell Marshy to spin that wheel. Marshy, spin that wheel. All right, Tim, what do you not want today against Anthony? Probably don't want uh, random or football. Okay, well, good news, it's not random. Bad news, it's football. It is football. It is football. We got the foosball, and Anthony, you know, he's been pretty good at this sport. And Marsha yes. here is, uh, there we go, get the launch codes. All right, buddy, let's see here. Category is football. Tim, good luck. Thank you. Question number one. Name the player who recorded a 100-yard interception return touchdown in the Super Bowl. The longest defensive touchdown in Super Bowl history. I'll have to go with the options on that. All right. Was it James Harrison, Troy Palomalu, or Ryan Clark? I'll take Clark, the third answer. All right. Thank you. Question number two. The last time the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl, who did they defeat? 34 to 31. I'll have to take the options on that one also. Your options are the San Francisco 49ers, the New York Giants, or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a total guess. I'm going to go with the Giants. Final answer. Final answer. All right, Tim, question three. Franco Harris caught the immaculate reception, but who was the intended receiver? Boy, I've watched it hundreds of times, and I can't think of who it was then. I'll have to go with the options one more time. Uh, of course. All right, Tim, I'm going to battle through these options. By pronouncing this one wrong, you'll have to uh, just uh, roll with me here. Uh, no worries. Was it John Fuqua, Lynn Swan, or John Stallworth? Wow. Let's go with John Stallworth. All right. Final answer? Yes, final. All right. Question number four. What city was the Super Bowl played in when the St. Louis Rams won the Super Bowl in January of 2000? Well, I've been so bad on all these other picks. Shoot or shoot, I'm going to say Atlanta. Final answer? Final answer. All right. Let's get Anthony back in here from the uh, cone of silence. Let's hope that he's had a little bit of an attitude adjustment along the way. Tim, how do you feel, buddy? 
Not great. Not great, huh? Okay. All right, well, Anthony's back in here, still mean mugging everybody, so we'll see how this goes. Anthony, how you doing, man? Feel, I'm doing great. Are you feeling any better? I felt great going out. For great coming in. Okay. Good job. Uh, Marshy, tell Anthony. Anthony, we're going to need you to pack a lunch. Oh, boy. <laughs> you ready? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Bring on that hockey. Category is football. Mm. Question number one. Name the player who recorded a 100-yard interception return touchdown in the Super Bowl. The longest defensive touchdown in Super Bowl history. That was James Harrison for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Arizona Cardinals. James Harrison, final answer. Is that the team that our very own Kerry Davis played on? Yes. That's... It's the team you got a Super Bowl ring, ring for. Congratulations, Happened right before half. There you go. Question number two. The last time the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl, who did they defeat 34-31? to 31? They beat the San Francisco 49ers, led by Colin Kaepernick, in New Orleans. That was the game that the halftime show uh, caused the lights to go out. Sure did. 49ers, final answer. All right, question three. Franco Harris caught the immaculate reception, but who was the intended receiver? Had to be Lynn Swan, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan, final answer. Question number four. What city was the Super Bowl played in when the St. Louis Rams won the Super Bowl in January of 2000? Atlanta. Final answer. All right, let's go over these. Let's start right there. Question number four. What city was the Super Bowl played in when the St. Louis Rams won the Super Bowl in January of 2000? Tim. You said Atlanta. Anthony, you also said Atlanta. Answer is... It's Atlanta. Neither of you needed the option. Nice job, Tim. We are all tied up. 2-2 after one. Let's go to the next question here. Question number three. Franco Harris caught the immaculate reception, but who was the intended receiver? Tim, you said John Stallworth. Anthony, you said... Lynn Swan. Marcy, answer is John Fuqua. Wow. Is that the way you say it? Fuqua. Because it's, sure. it's F U Q U A. <laughs> and I was worried about getting fired here today. <laughs> I'm reading. So. Fouquet? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to move the feed he's here. He's reading the question. And I'm looking at the answers. I'm like, this is going to be interesting. Oh, and yeah. I just see Jamie look up and go, oh, boy. Oh, like, really? In this face. <laughs> Thanks, Grant. All the times I fired him, he wants me to get fired now. Well, <laughs> revenge. All right, both of you got that mm. uh, wrong. So we're 2-2 two, two after two. Question number... Really? Fuquad up that time. Yeah. Question number two. The last time the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl, who did they defeat? 34-31. Tim, you took the option, said the New York Giants. Anthony, you uh, did not take the options, and you gave us a whole paragraph as to 
what you remember from that day. You're welcome. You said the 49ers. Answer is... Well, Anthony, even though you did bang your head into a, the side of a pool, you did remember that the correct answer is the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. And Thanks, Anthony Marcia. did not use the option, so he's up 4-2, to two, headed into our final question. Name the player who recorded a 100-yard interception return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. The longest defensive touchdown in Super Bowl history. Kim, you said Ryan Clark. Anthony, you said James Harrison. Answer is James Harrison. Tim, you have chosen poorly. You lose. <laughs> Anthony got you six to two today, Tim. Sorry about that, man. That's okay. Ever since the Rams left, I don't follow football the way Anthony does. So I was hoping for baseball or or hockey. I will. I'll say this, Tim. If you got hockey. <laughs> You'd be advancing. So, <laughs> sorry, man. I've had some struggles well, with hockey. I live and die with the Cardinals, and I, I bleed blue, too. So, I was hoping for one of those categories. Well, I'm sorry uh, that you didn't get the category. I'm also sorry that if you're living and dying by the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, the Blues, what? tough year. Tough year all around, Tim. Yeah. That's okay. But, Tim, thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. All right. Had a blast, guys. Thank you. All right. Take care, right, buddy. Be, and be careful on the roads, Tim. All right. Take care. All right. Take you care. Too. All right. That's Tim here on 101 ESPN. How do you feel right now? I feel good. Do you? Yeah. Tim seems like a really nice guy. He did. Yeah, a he lot even of, pulled yeah. over on the side of the yeah, road. Yeah. Really nice guy. Very just, safe driver. I feel bad he didn't get baseball or hockey. Yeah. Do you? No, I'm a competitor. No, 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 I know exactly. So why you, don't lie? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't lying. I was trying to be nice. Uh, were you? Yeah. Okay. I was trying to be nice, Jamie. Okay, fine. Just try it one time. You're, Just once. You're 100% right, Anthony. You're 100% right. In, every, in, every, in all walks of life, you should just try it once. I'm sorry. To be a decent human being. That you feel that way. <laughs> there it is. Jason Isringhausen is next. Izzy. 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 Will join us here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Salter. Let's go to our celebrity line. We're joined by our guy, Jason Isringhouse, and former Cardinals closer, who uh, we affectionately call, and I know Cardinals fans do as well. Izzy, what's up, Izzy? Hi, guys. How are we doing? Well, not good, Izzy. Not good at all. <laughs> well, first of all, Izzy, how was your weekend? I know you and the family went to enjoy some time, and let's start with something positive. How was the yeah. weekend, big how's boy? How was your summer? <laughs> well, we went... Took a few days off. I took the girls down to Kentucky Lake. I tried to break their backs on the inner tube, but I was unsuccessful. <laughs> so, sorry about that, Izzy. That's uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Now, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to hit you with any hard questions. Uh, why are the Cardinals awful, oh, Izzy? Let's just start there. Oh, like, was, again, no. From your viewpoint, Mr. Negative. They're 15 games below 500. The talent is there. What's what is the deal? I, we're, we're, well, I mean, where do we start? Really, I mean, I, I, I and you know what? You know how I am. I've, I've always taken responsibility, so I'll start with myself. We always thought you got to do your job, so I'm going to start with myself. I guess I'm not preparing these guys good enough when they go up there. Um, 
But, you know, I'm still working with the minor league guys, and we're doing everything that we can to get these guys ready. And uh, I'm not going to give you guys any great answers, no big insight to what's going on. It's just, uh, you know, it boils down to everybody doing their job. And, they're, you know, and I think it starts with everybody, and everybody's not doing their best job right now, and it's, and it's showing. Um, I don't like the finger pointing. I don't like having excuses. I mean, it's just do your job, do better at it. And as anybody that's played sports know, you do your job, then things usually take care of themselves. But, I mean, I can tell the fans and everybody listening, I, I can guarantee you that it, there's nobody working harder than the coaching staff and Mo and everybody trying to figure this thing out. But at some point, you know, you, you don't have answers, and it's just, you just got to keep battling, and you find out what you're made out of during times like this. And uh, you can dig yourself out of the hole. You know, it's that old saying: it's not how many how many times you get knocked down, but how many times you keep getting back up and fighting. And that's all they can do right now. Izzy, what is your what is your feelings, or what are your thoughts on you know the the blame game kind of going on with the whole Contreras thing? Yeah, I. I just me personally, I don't get it. I don't buy it. Um, I, for me, when I was playing, it always stopped with me. I mean, I was the last one out there, so if we didn't get the job done, it was usually my fault. And uh, it's just the way it goes. I mean, I can't fathom blaming someone else's uh, being someone else's problems when I may leave a ball in the middle of the plate and they get hit. I just, I see it happen. I know it's hard to make perfect pitches all the time, especially when. When things don't go good behind you and you're maybe be behind in the count or you're behind in the game and you're trying to make that perfect pitch and you're nibbling, it's just part of baseball. I mean, when things are going good, the game's easy. Things are going bad like they're not now. Everything's compounded. Everything's under a microscope. Every little thing you do wrong is exploited in the papers, on the radio, and the social media. It just It's never-ending. And being the organization that we are and we've always won – when we're having a bad year like we're doing now, it's just, uh, you know, we're catching it from all sides. But like you, Jamie, I I don't like the finger pointing. I mean, if you're going to point a finger, point, point a finger at yourself and get better that way. And that's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not there in the clubhouse. I don't know what's going on. I heard this whole thing with Michael Kay saying that he's putting down buttons that they don't even have the pitches. I don't know anything about that, so I can't comment on it. But the finger pointing needs to stop and everything needs to be in-house and taken care of there, and that should be the end of it. Izzy, you uh, were a guy that closed out games. Cardinal Hall of Famer, I mean, one of the best. And this bullpen this year, unfortunately, I think they're already at 17 blown saves. What happens at that point in the bullpen to where you're going through a stretch like this? What are you seeing from some of these guys right now? Huh, well, you're missing one of our big cogs in Helsey right now. And now that Jordan's on, on a roll and pitching well, like he wasn't pitching well at the beginning of the year when Helsey was pitching well. And now it's vice versa. Helsey's not there. Geo's getting pushed into situations like pitching in the seventh when he should be in the eighth or vice versa. And we're missing that one, that one inning guy or that inning and a third guy right now. Which if Helsey was still closing, well, then you got Jordan getting an inning and a third every other day and things are clicking and things are going well. But right now it seems like we're having that problem getting from the starter to the end of the game. And that's just part of, you know, baseball and, and having injuries and next man stepping up and making good pitches and, you know, getting a, a line drive hit at somebody or a 
blooper that doesn't find the hole that it finds a glove and but yeah the 17 already is not a good stat but you know they gotta they gotta they gotta start doing a better job that's all i can say i mean everybody knows that they know that and it seems like everything's getting compounded right now and it's just the way it is Former Cardinals closer and current Cardinals Hall of Famer Jason Isringhausen joining us right now on the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Izzy, as you mentioned, you you work with these young men. You work Uh with these pitchers. How far off in your estimate? I know you're not speaking for the organization. I'm just asking, you know, you, your opinion. How far off do you think that the Cardinals are from turning around their, their young pitching that they have in the organization so that you know, going out and signing somebody's great, trading for somebody that's great, but in house is where you can turn it around the quickest. How far off are guys like Michael McGreevy and Tink Hens and uh, you know even Zach Thompson who went down in the minors and now is back up? Yeah, I, you got to remember. I mean, I I flew through the minor leagues in three and a half years, and I had maybe three three hundred, three and a half, four hundred innings under my belt when I got to the big leagues. We're rushing these kids to the big leagues with honestly double a with maybe 90 innings and he was in the big leagues next year and we're doing this with all of our pitching it's you know it's a industry-wide thing it's not just the cardinals i mean getting the most money out of your investment as fast as you can is is the business and we're not some of us i i believe we we don't have we're not given the time to develop the guys now some of these guys can jump up there and do great, and that's great. But some guys need some more polishing. Like King Kent's is, you know, a few years away still. He's twenty years old. He's not even twenty-one yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't compare him to Dwight Gooden back in the day. You know, it's just not. It's not fair to him, and it's not fair to the McGreevies and the Graceffos and the guys like that to compare these. I mean, we have comps for them, but still, they're they're a year or two away to where they can really help us and stay there that we always say the easy part is getting to the big leagues the hard part is staying there for years and years and years and that's what i want when i get, when one of our kids leaves my leagues i don't ever want to see him again i don't i want them to stay in the big leagues for the rest of their career but it just doesn't happen that way is you talking about young guys um and jumping in the league I just want to shift gears a little bit to a veteran guy and our guy adam wainwright I mean, man, one of the best in the business, not just as a pitcher, but as a human being. And, you know, he he got injured at the end of last year, didn't end the season the way he wanted to, battled through some things early on this season injury-wise, and this year just has not gone the way Adam Wainwright would like, finds himself on the IL right now. My question's not really about Adam Wainwright in this situation. I just want to kind of dive into your brain a little bit here and you know, what are some of the struggles of a pitcher, an aging pitcher in a league where, you know, every kid is foaming at the mouth to take you deep on every single pitch? <laughs> well, everybody wants to get their hit off Adam Wainwright, you know. I just, uh, it's just when you're a legend the way he is, two wins away from 200, pitch, you know, 16, 17 years in the league, and you've done so much for the Cardinals organization. You've been part of a couple of World Series. You won World Series. You were the the cool rookie back in the day, you know, he took my job and we blew through the playoffs. We won the World Series. Everything was great, but no matter who you are, no matter how great you are, you just can't outrun Father Time. You're just never going to beat him. And as we get older, you know, the, the zip goes away from certain pitches. You don't get away with that pitch that's not directly on the black anymore. And 
you know, right now with Adam dealing with some stuff in his shoulder and his back and his legs, it's just, it's part of getting old and you see it in every sport. You know, you just don't move the way you used to. The ball does come out of your hand the way it used to. And you think you, it's, it's sad because like even today and Jamie, you're probably the same way. The mind's willing, just the body is not able to do it anymore. And it's just part of, part of getting old. Yeah, that's, that's I said that last week. I was like, you know, I the end of my career, my brain was like, yeah, you still got it. You're still flying around out here. <laughs> then I was watching the video and it looked like I was pulling a Buick behind me. <laughs> so yeah, it just it never fails. I mean, I I was the same way. I thought, man, that ball feels good coming out of my hand. I look up at the scoreboard. It said 88. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so is he? He's got this stint on the IL now. What what can Adam Wainwright realistically do here with this time off to try and recapture? some of his form, and if nothing else, at least get to that 200. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's going to be a big question for Adam and, and the organization. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know his – I don't know the, the how injured he is. I don't know what's all wrong with him. Uh, when I see him, we don't talk about it. You know, we, we do the man hug, and we see how the family's doing and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I want him to come back. I want him to get those two wins, whether it's coming back, you know, as a reliever and, and pitching the, the fifth or the sixth or the seventh in a tie game, and then we score a run or something like that. But knowing Adam, I don't think he wants to do that. Gets two wins. So this is going to be up to him, as we all know. I mean, Adam is going to do what Adam can do in the organization. That He has to get healthy. He has to get a little stronger. But I know also that – his body and maybe have some limitations on how strong he can get. So this is all going to be up to him and his body and his brain and how much uh, mentally I know he thinks he can do it. I, I just pray that he can get back out there again and help the team and, uh, you know, right the ship a little bit. We all do. Absolutely. Izzy, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Thanks for making some time with us, and we'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. Thank you. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take Appreciate care, man. You. That's See, Jason. You, buddy. See you. That's Jason Isringhausen here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. It's tough. It is. It's tough. He, I feel like Izzy, and he, he often does this, he kind of offered just uh, that that reality mm-hmm. in, in a lot of respects, not just with Wainwright, but with like the young pitching, for example. And we can hear we could sit here and say, well, maybe this young pitching is coming up and you could throw him into the fire. But as Izzy noted, especially with somebody like Tink Hens, he's years away, yeah. potentially. Unless he's a phenom. But there's 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 few phenoms. There's more of the guys are yeah. they come up, they have maybe an average career, or they're out of the league quickly. If if you get, you know, a really good one, you get ten years maybe. But the phenoms are few and far between. But even the phenoms, Anthony. So if you define phenom, you get the anomaly that pops in and, and requires very little to no time mm-hmm. in the minor leagues. But then even when you get Hall of Famer pitchers, they've marinated for three or four right. years in the minors before coming up to get an, an opportunity in the majors. Mm-hmm. So there's no, like, fix it now with the young player. Tink Hentz, is a, he's had an incredible uh, trajectory here over the last couple of seasons. Two years ago, I didn't even know who this guy was. Last year, we started to hear about him a little bit. Now he's like the pitcher in waiting type thing. Yeah. So he might be a Cardinal in two years and be a 20-win guy. You, you, you never know. Or he starts he starts his career, and then we'll see. Yeah. You know, that's, there's that reality, too. Yeah. He comes up in two years. That's the start of his career from a big league standpoint. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's depressing. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We do have Jeremy Rutherford, who's going to join us in about 15 minutes to talk a little blues hockey with JR. Should Mo have gambled, not have gambled on hope when it comes to the season? Well, it's obvious. But Mo's got a message for everybody. Every single one of you in Cardinals land. You probably know what it is already. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. John Mozeliak said this on Sunday on KMOX. He says, quote, I do think that some of the decisions we made, some of the guys we were trying to give opportunities to, it just hasn't worked. It's very fair to say we should have done more or could have done more, and hopefully you'll learn from that. Jamie, I, I, also, uh, I also know that he had mentioned something that you appreciated, and I think all Cardinals fans would appreciate. Oh, who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. Be patient. Yeah, just be patient. Mm-hmm. Things, uh, things will turn around. Just be patient, guys. I think if I was John Mosellock, I would break out a... Uh, oh, there goes Anthony throwing a chair. It's hard to be patient when you're uh, 15 games below 500 and you have no pitching. I couldn't agree more. As I was saying, I think I would break open the old thesaurus and try to find another word for patient. Because mm-hmm. I think Cardinal Nation is vomiting hearing the word patient. That's a good That's a good call. You know? Let's find like, a new what, word. That's what politicians do, right? Yeah. Is they find a word, they exhaust it, then change the word that to another word that means the exact same thing, and they use that word. Yeah. You ready? Let's find a new one. Let's go. Uh, be calm. Forbearing. I don't, no, I don't think that works. Okay. No. Composed? Uh, yeah. Composed. Mm. Be, mm. Understanding? Kind. Considerate. Yeah. See, I don't think any of that will fall. Perser- uh, per- preserving. Preserving? No. Persevering. I read per- that. Persevering. 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 I can't read. What's wrong with you? What Tenacious. Back to the orange group. Yeah. I was always there. Tenacious. Nope. That, that's not it. Mm. That is not it. I have one. It's my favorite one so far. Uh, thesaurus.com. The word patient. One of the words is philosophic hmm. and philosophical. No. Yeah. I don't know if any of those words would help. No. Here in Cardinal Nation. Okay. Now we're back to square one. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean... I'll be patient, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> what about long-suffering? I feel like that's been going on a lot here. That's true, because then you could just be that way. You just, hey, all I'm asking for... Like, if you're Mo, mm-hmm. all, all, I'm, all I'm saying is just be long-suffering. That actually works. That right actually now. works. It really works well. right now. Yeah. But are Good you really long-suffering? I mean, you won the division last year. True. Yeah, but you didn't win the World Series. I understand that, Andrew, but you won a division. I think Cardinal I Nation, like but I think Cardinal Nation right now would go, I'll take that. I'll take winning the division. Give me back that division <laughs> win in a crappy division. Sorry, complained. It's way better than being fault. last place in a crappy division. Yeah. I do like this, though. <laughs> I do like this. It's very fair to say we should have done more or could have done more, and hopefully you learn from that. It's very fair. You didn't learn... Mm. Had two of these seasons, maybe three off seasons like this. How many more does it take, Anthony? I don't know. Think about this too. You acquired Paul Goldschmidt and you acquired Nolan Arenado. 
And in the end, it still hasn't been enough. No. You no. haven't done enough to supplement your roster, to put enough around those two guys to avoid an absolutely disastrous season. You have two Hall of Famers on the corners of your infield. Mm -hmm. Two guys, one of which won the MVP, the other guy finished in the top three. You have two guys that are absolute studs, and you are 15 games below 500. It's fair to say we could have and should have done more, and hopefully you learn from that. I would hope so. (laughs) Your pitching is that bad. And I realize it's not all the pitching. No, but it's, it's a little tough. <laughs> they're all sharing it. Let me let me do this for a second. Because mm. anytime we say we, we start to harp on something, whether it's the offense or the bullpen, we start to get the text. No, that's that's not the only problem. Yes. <laughs> we know. <laughs> We're aware. So, so let's just let's just list them all off then, okay? Uh, well, either we have a four-hour show. Your pitching, uh, your starting pitching, your bullpen has been. A, your starting pitching well, has been an issue. Your bullpen sadness, has actually. been an issue. Your defense has been an issue. Your managing has been an issue. Your offense has been an issue. Injuries have been an issue. Base running. Base running has been an issue. We, your mascot has been an issue. Yeah, in, in, I mean, according to us, great. Below so have we covered it. Like, do we have to do that every time? Uh, yeah, I, I understand. I understand both sides of that. The one is we're isolating the biggest problem, and then the other side is, but that's not the only problem. We know that. But John Mosaloc and the Cardinals can't fix everything in one swoop. Well, you better get aggressive. Doug Armstrong got aggressive at that. I know what he also had to sacrifice ish exactly. the rest of the season. It, right. So make a make a decision for once. I, that I completely agree. With. Make a decision. Army had to make it. Army had to get a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. the Blues weren't that far out. You, exactly going to the the deadline. No, they, but Army knew it. Looking at his team, exactly. he knew that this was not the team to be buying For at sure. the deadline. Do you know why? Because that's part of his job. Yeah, to figure out what he has, what he doesn't have, and then to acquire what he does have, what he does need. I mean. You have to make that assessment, and and that assessment should be over with now. Your team stinks. You didn't assemble a good team. It's not just one entity. It is a roster that has gone sideways. You don't have a good roster. You don't have a good... I'm not saying it's not talented. It's a talented roster. Some of these guys will go off and do good things. That's just part of it. You're, but this mix of players does not work. And they have proved it to you. They've proved it. So if, if I'm Mo, I'm sitting here, I'm saying, okay, one, it's my fault. I put it together. But I thought I put together a talented enough roster. You have proved me otherwise. So in three weeks, I'm getting rid of most of you. I'm getting, I am getting assets in, in return so I can, I can fix this thing in a hurry. You said assets, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at the part where he says some of the guys we were giving or we're trying to give opportunities to, it just hasn't worked out. And so that kind of goes back off of what you said. Uh, maybe they go somewhere else and they, they succeed. They I might. think maybe right now you have too many guys that were 
uh, I'll call them hope players. You were mm-hmm. hoping that they would be good this year. Yeah, four of those guys were in your rotation, by the way. And they're not good. Right. That doesn't mean that some of the younger players won't be good in maybe two years. Mm-hmm. But for this year, you had too many of those guys that you were relying on to have a good ball club. You had a lot of guys that were, I'll call it like what they're like sophomore year, right? There's a lot of players have sophomore slumps or, you know, their third year they have slumps. And that's with any sport, right? Not every player's going to be great every single season. Hell, even Nathan McKinnon wasn't that great one of his years. And now he's one of the best NHL players in the entire world. Mm -hmm. But. I think you have too many of those hope players on your team, and that's why they're not good. Yeah, no doubt. You have to be okay too. At some point, you have to you have to make peace with the fact that some of these guys might have success elsewhere. And fa- and we as fans, I'm talking we, not just not just who we're talking to now. We, all of us as Cardinals fans, need to get over that too. We need to get over Randy or Rosarina. We need to get over you know Adolis Garcia. We need to get over some of those guys. And I know some of you are probably saying, "Well, why?" It's most fault. We don't know what the roster makeup would have led to. It's This season, above all else, has proven to us that it's not just about talent. Because this is a talented team. Certainly more talented than what the record would indicate. It is, a, it is the wrong mixture of players. So let's, let's start to break this thing down. Vote Jamie and I, GM and president of baseball operations. Yeah, let's do this. I'm, yeah. what, it couldn't get any worse right now, could no. it? No, it couldn't. Get a lot it more fun. Couldn't. As Herb it Brooks once would. said, I don't need the Not best tonight. players. Oh. Oh, he did say that too. He said, I don't need the best players, I need the right ones. Exactly. Mm. And what did Herb do? They won the 1980 gold medal against the, the Russians. Did you just pause to figure out the year? Yeah. No. Yeah. A little Seemed bit. like it. A little bit. It's okay. So like 1980. Gold well, I was gonna, I was going. I might have said like 1980 Miracle on Ice, but uh, that wouldn't have told you what okay. they Marsh, won. It's forget just what it is. You did it. I appreciate you, Anthony. You did it, man. Is this oh, guy's no. trying to chip you up Stop all it. the time? You looked at me and started to smirk. So screw off. You guys See, aren't talented enough to win on talent alone. Yeah, exactly. We're not. Yeah, where are you from? Why were you looking at Anthony there? You're right. I'm not supposed to look at him as one of the rules. Seriously, you need yeah. to figure it out, man. Head back down, Marsh. Jeremy Rutherford next. Talk a little blues hockey here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Earlier today, our guy Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic released uh, an excellent piece on the two Blues prospects that hope to carry forth the legacy of a legend from their home country. And JR is here to talk about it with us via the celebrity line. What's up, JR? Hey, boys. How you guys doing? We're doing great. So what did you learn about the Blues prospects and what made you think about writing a, a piece like this to talk about uh, their, their home country? Yeah, it's it's so interesting. Obviously, uh, Pavel Dimitra, a beloved figure in the Blues franchise and uh, just a tragic passing back in 2011. But you're sitting at the draft, and they go uh, number 10. They go with Dvorsky from Slovakia. Then they get to the third round, and they pick uh, the other gentleman, Pekarsik, from uh, Slovakia. And you think to yourself, Pav. Like I, I always think Pav when I hear Slovakia. And so I walked up to uh, talk to these kids, and now keep in mind – They've just been drafted. 
They're so excited. But everything that comes out of their mouth is happy to be here. This is a dream come true. It's a lot of cliches. So I try to think of some different questions, and I say, hey, do you still do you know Pav Dimitra? Do you do you know big deal back in in uh, Slovakia? Um, did you have any memory of him? And here's a kid who was five, six years old when Pavel Dimitra played in the NHL, six years old when he passed away, and he says, heck yeah, he's a legend. I love Pavel Dimitra. I have his stick back in my room. I watched YouTube clips of him. And so you kind of get to a place where you feel like there could be a story there. Uh, talk to Keith Kachuk, who's always willing to talk about Pavel Dimitra, and, and you have a story. So it blows me away that uh, here these kids are five, six years old when Pav stopped playing, and they're certainly familiar with him. Yeah, they are, and um, they're two pretty talented individuals as well, which is always great to see. And, Jr., I know that uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, over the course of the weekend, really turned some heads down at Prospect Camp. Uh, You were there firsthand. You know, what did you see from the young man? Best player I've seen at a Blues Prospect Camp since I've been covering them. Uh, You look back and you look at the high draft picks that the Blues have had, couple of them, Jamie, have been defensemen with Eric Johnson and also Alex Petrangelo. I guess you could bring like a Vladimir Tarasenko and Jaden Schwartz into the mix. That was right about the time when you had the lockout back in 2012. So I don't even remember if there was a development camp this year or that year. But you look at Dvorsky, and he just had everything. He had the hands. He had the patience. He was elusive. He played physical even. And, and he had the whole package. And three or four times, everybody... Uh, stood on their feet there at Centene, oud and odd, and you knew that Dvorsky was uh, had the puck on his on his stick, and that's what happened. So he's going to be a good one. He's under contract at least one more year, I think, in uh, in Sweden. He's going to play. Um, so is he going to be a blue in two years, three years? I asked him that. He said that's the challenge, that's the test. I'll try to get here as soon as I can, but bar none, the best player I've seen at a development camp. So a couple other guys too at the camp that uh, I'm curious to to get your thoughts on. Uh, the first one is Zachary Bolduc. You know, it's no secret he had a pretty good camp two years ago, and then Doug Armstrong on record saying that, listen, he didn't have a great camp last year, and it's a privilege to, you know, extend your, your preseason and play some games in the NHL, and he felt like he had work to do. Well, Zachary Bolduc went back to work this year, scored 50 goals plus in the Quebec League and won a Memorial Cup. What did you think of his weekend? Yeah, Riv, I thought uh, he had his moments where he looked really good. You know, he's an offensive player, 100 goals the past couple of years uh, with a junior team and obviously won the Memorial Cup this year. Uh, so I think he had his moments. Now, I know there are people at the camp, you know, fans, and, you know, they get on the social media boards and, you know, talk about some of the mistakes that, that he made. You know, first of all, I don't put too much stock into a development camp in terms of how good a player is or he isn't. You know, did he have a good week? You know, it, you know, it remains to be seen. What you say about this kid is, He's played a ton of hockey in the past year. You're talking Blues camp, NHL camp. Then he goes back to have his junior season. Then he plays the uh, Q, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League playoffs. Then he goes to the Memorial Cup. And then now that just ended a couple months ago, and here he is uh, at the uh, development camp. So here's a situation where this kid's played a ton of hockey, has to be a bit dinged up and a little bit fatigued. But I think he had his moments, and I'm going to have a piece on him at the Athletic on Friday where I kind of get into the progress that he's made in the past uh, year since he was at Blues Camp last year. So, you know, good player. I think he's got a lot of upside. We'll see what he can bring in September. Jeremy Rutherford joining us right now in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN at JP Rutherford is where you can follow him on Twitter. Of course, check out his great work at The Athletic. 
wanted to ask you about a player you you have covered you covered at to this point uh, his entire career at least up until the trade deadline Vladimir Tarasenko fired his agent JR that's typically an indication that he's not hearing some figures that he wants wants to hear what do you what do you think is going to be the future of of Vladdy uh, now that he has he finally has an opportunity to test the market yeah, I should have a story up on that uh, any minute now. I've been working on it the past couple hours. Spoke with his new agent, J.P. Barry, with CAA Hockey. Uh, he has left Paul Theofanis. And, you know, here's a situation where you go back to 2020. Vladimir Tarasenko left Mike Liute. He wanted a, a trade. Uh, he wanted to get the shoulder worked on. Theofanis was the agent who suggested he go to Colorado and get that done in Vail. He did, so he struck a relationship with Theofanis. Now he gets to this point in his career in free agency. He's trying to get that contract, and whatever happened behind closed doors with uh, Theofanis, Vladdy didn't like it, so he calls CAA Hockey yesterday, and now he changes agents again. So this is third agent in three years, and it's a situation where I talked to J.P. Barry today, and he said, we are just starting over. We're calling all the teams today. We heard there was a report that he was close to a deal with Carolina. We're going to call Carolina, talk to them. So, yeah, it's a tough market. The numbers aren't there, I don't think, for a 31, 32-year-old like Vladdy if he wants $6 million plus. Uh, I think those offers are more in the 5, 5, 5, maybe 6 range. And I think the fit for him is going to be important. He's not going to go to a team that's not uh, a contender, I don't think. So they're starting over, and we're a week into free agency. Vladdy doesn't have a home, and the dollars are tight, so it's going to be tough for his new agent to find him a deal. JR, do you think this is creating a bit of a pattern for Vladimir Tarasenko? Because the first thing I do when I'm a GM – is I'm looking at patterns for this player. One, his play on the ice. What's the pattern that I've seen? And his injury history. And then his, you know, his public demand of a trade and then changing agents right before that, then changing agents again. And, like, I see a pattern here. As a media guy and someone who's been around the sport a long time, how do you think that plays into all of this? A hundred percent I do. A hundred percent it's a pattern. And I think that people started to pick up on that pattern years ago. And I think when he left Mike Liute, I had so many people say to me, how do you leave Mike Liute? Like, what what could that be? And, and so he goes to Paul Theofanis. And Paul Theofanis has a reputation of being, you know, the type of guy that, uh, you, you know, he's ruffled some feathers over the course of his years as an agent. And so uh, he goes to Paul Theofanis and, and Vladdy, you know, I talked to him several times throughout the trade requests and things like that. And and uh, he was behind everything that Theofanis was doing. You know, Theofanis was taking all the, the heat for the trade request and the way things were handled and the comments that were made. Vladdy was step, you know, lockstep with him. And so now, obviously, that didn't go the right way. And, and now you go to a new agent and you add in everything that you just said, the trade request, the three agents in three years, the injury history, you know, him being 32 years old. I think that's a huge red flag for teams who are looking at him in free agency and probably why he's not getting a long-term deal with the numbers that he wants because, you know, you could still play to 35, 36. But if teams are looking at it like, hey, Vladdy, we'll take you for the year, we'll give you this much, it's because they probably don't want a long-term marriage with Tarasenko based on that history we talked about. JR, I look forward to that piece that you have coming out on, on Vladdy. We'll get some more insight from you there too. And uh, have a good rest of your week. Yep, sounds good. Yep, should be up soon. Excellent. Thanks, Jar. All right, see you. That's Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider with The Athletic here on 101 ESPN. We've got what's trending coming up next, including some Cardinals moves that maybe you missed from earlier in the day or earlier in our show. What's trending next in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN? 
right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill and get a half price Cardinals ticket voucher. Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Guys, yesterday, a 15-2 loss to the Miami Marlins. Adam Wainwright, he went three and a third. He gave up seven hits, seven runs. Only four of those were earned. He walked two and struck out three. Today, Adam Wainwright has been placed on the 15-day IL with a right shoulder strain. Andrew Kisner joins him. He's been placed on the 10-day IL with a groin injury. Yvonne Herrera, Dakota Hudson, and Zach Thompson have been recalled from Memphis. James Nail has been optioned to AAA. So my th- my three thoughts on this That's are this. a lot of action. That is. My three thoughts on that are this. One, I hope that Adam Wainwright can get away here for, for a little bit, come back, Get two more victories. Get to the get the two hundred vic. You know, get the, the two hundred wins. Celebrate it. Celebrate in a cardinal uniform, and then you know, go from there. That's that's number one. Number two, I hope Zach Thompson gets an opportunity to start games in the second half of the season. And three, I hope Yvonne Herrera has opportunities to catch in the second half of the season. I want to see a little bit of a youth movement here. Well, you will. You have to, in my opinion. One, you don't have any pitching, so you have to throw whatever you have out there. Right now, it's youth. What do you mean? No pitching. You have none. In fact, now you have injured pitchers. What? So, um, yeah, I think that uh, Zach Thompson will get an opportunity. I think he has to. Quite honestly, I think John Mosellock and the Cardinals have to know what they have. Going into the next offseason, what do we have? What do we truly have? That's why Matthew Libertor is up here as early as he was. We got to find out, can this guy do it or not? They move Steven Matz to the bullpen. They obviously don't feel like Steven Matz is part of the solution, at least not right now. Who knows? He might work his way back into the rotation because of a need for a body in the rotation. He hasn't been pitching terrible recently out of the bullpen. I mean, it's still it's a scaled down version of you know what he's used to, or is it? Actually, quite honestly, probably about the same amount of innings based on the fact that he didn't. <gasps> well, no, I'm being honest, Anthony. Uh, you should try it. And so he, for the most of the season, he wasn't pitching past, you know, three innings or so. And as far as Herrera goes, that one to me is the one that's the most intriguing. Like, how the hell are you handling that? Honestly, because you literally just gave $87.5 million to a catcher. And I understand, you know, you can move him to the DH and Herrera becomes the, the catcher or, but like, is Contreras now a roadblock for Herrera? Would you trade Contreras? If you're, if you're good. To yeah. where? Right now, there's no market for that guy. I'd trade them all, Marsh. This is like a like a Tory Krug situation. So, but no, but this isn't. Like actually, it. it's worse. This is a Vladimir Tarasenko situation to where you've got a guy who's coming off a couple of so-so seasons, injured, disgruntled, not happy. Contreras is none of those things, mm-hmm. but the market was not extremely high for Tarasenko at the time. So dealing him from that position of weakness was no good for Army. Right. So right now, who is lining up for $87.5 million with Wilson Contreras? Who? Not one team would take that contract. 
One, I think the Cardinals gave him one year extra more than any other team would have given him. Uh, and I don't remember there being a, a massive financial battle to get Wilson Contreras from multiple teams, multiple suitors. Now, I'm not saying there weren't other teams in, that were interested. But right now, if you said, by the way, you pick up the phone or you send out your, your John Mosellock and you send out your email to all the other GMs, mm. Wilson Contreras, now available. You think he's typing that hard? Hit me up. Oh, he's, he's going hard. He's hitting that hard. Mm. Send. Who do you think's responding? Truthfully, who do you think is calling you for Wilson Contreras? Um. Hmm. So that's my point. The Padres, they make bad decisions. They do, and hopefully they'll make another one. San Diego. Maybe. Get AJ Preller on the phone. Mm-hmm. Fine. They don't have anything anymore because they traded away all their guys, but nonetheless. Mm-hmm. San Diego. Okay, Anthony. That's the answer. Now, give a real answer. San Diego. Now, give a real answer as far as trading Wilson Contreras is not the right time. You'd be better off to wait, and hopefully he heats up and starts crushing the ball, and then you can start to maybe kick the tires around. But I think I think it's a bit of an issue for the Cardinals moving forward here. If Herrera, Herrera comes up and plays well, they've got an $87 million roadblock. On the roster. If Yvonne Herrera comes up and plays well, I actually don't think you have a problem. Okay. Your role. Treat it. That's your answer for everything. Oh, yeah, it's fine. You it's have a great him be the catcher. And Contreras is your oh, DH. I'm sorry, Jamie. Sorry, I want to see a young guy come up and do something for the Cardinals. That's what I want That's too, my Anthony. fault. The problem is the old guy's in the way. Put him at DH. Put him at first base when you trade Goldie to Houston for some pitching. There you go again. Here, yeah, I talked about Tanner earlier playing the GM mode in, in video games. Yeah. Anthony does it's the same thing all the time. Prospects, trade them. Well, Anthony's this. Anthony's trading creative player Bob for totally is. all these different prospects. Anyways. It's not true. I'm trying to make the Cardinals better. I'm trying to I'm trying to be proactive. All I hear about we're all trying to make I, the team better too. Doesn't mean we are. From, we're trying to be all realistic. I hear from you guys, Fantasyland over there. All I hear from you guys is you got to do something. You got to do something. You got to do something. And then I bring up a solution. Uh, we don't like that solution. And you don't like it. It's not realistic. It is totally no, realistic. It really is. It's not. Why is it not realistic? Because Anthony, you're just trading everybody away. And you're just uh, like Goldie has a no trade clause. Now what? Hey, here's a, here, hey, hey, here's Go- some reality hey, right in the face for you. Hey, Goldie. Hey, Tori Krug, would you waive your no trade? No, I won't. Hey, Paul Goldschmidt, you want to go over here? No, I don't. Now what? Hey, Paul Goldschmidt, now you got you're Goldie 37. And do you want, do you want to pace. sniff a World Series in your career? Do you, you want to sniff a World Series? Do, do, do you want Anthony, to play for a contender? It's just a hunk of metal. Do you want to, to win a World Series? And, and say, if he tells you no. No, he's going to say this. He's going to say, then yeah. Then that's a bigger problem. I do. I do, John. I do, Mo. I want to win a World Series. Here, where you told me you were going to provide a team with that. Just got goose. So I what? did. I provided you Nolan Arenado, and you guys through. can't get it done. Unlike you So are. I need to get a pitcher. Anthony wants to trade him to er, San pitchers. Francisco. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, he does, probably. Yeah, he does. He does. Get he out said of it here. before. Are you kidding me? Scumbag. Are you kidding me? He would never fit on that team. He's not a part-time player. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fair. Yeah. It is October. Uh, one th- uh, last thing here, guys. Ryan O'Reilly <laughs> over the long weekend. Wait, what, what did you say? What was the last part? No, no. <laughs> All right, I'll go back. He said listen. he's not a t- part-time player. Gotcha. And then I said, oh, there's always October. <laughs>
Harsh but true. <laughs> ah, it's just a month. Halloween. Great holiday. <laughs> you get to dress up like stuff that uh, you normally can't. Yeah. Yeah. Or just wear right. it more often. <laughs> For some people. Depending on yeah. what you dress right. up as. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> guys, over the long weekend, NHL free agency got underway. And we talked a little bit about this earlier in the show, but Ryan O'Reilly, a Nashville Predator. Just initial thoughts mm. when you saw this happen. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. I think he's going to – it feels dirty, honestly. It feels dirty that he's going to be a Nashville player. <laughs> I was fine with him. Like, what kind of dirty? Wearing that that big blue leaf on his It's a chest. white leaf. It is a white leaf, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's well, blue it's on the white jersey, on the though. White, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's a blue. I mean, yeah. you're half yeah. right. You just made Anthony feel stupid. No, I yeah. didn't. He's half right, like, Martin, like normal. He's half right. Which half, which half was I right on the Goldschmidt trade? Well, we'll find out because we haven't got there yet. No, they ain't gonna that trade might be him. one you missed. Here's the thing. They're going to put their huevos rancheros mm. on the plate uh-huh. to yeah. do something like that. And as we know, mm. they won't do that. So what yeah. about Ryan O'Reilly? Well, they yeah, haven't they, been touching the plate a lot It feels dirty that okay. he's going to be a predator. You know, nobody knows uh, that Buffalo had a team when he played for the, the Buffalo Buffaloes. I didn't uh, know that was a team, yeah. Exactly. So you're yeah, fine with that. You did. Then when he went mm. up to the Maple Leafs, I mean, they're the Maple mm. Leafs. You go, mm. you play for Nashville? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. Um, look, Ryan, it feels wrong. It does feel wrong. But Ryan O'Reilly, let's be honest, you don't have the cap space, mm-hmm. and you weren't when you traded for Kevin Hayes. You indirectly told Ryan O'Reilly to there'll go. Be no, no mm-hmm. there'll be no coming Sinatra. back. John Fuqua. Yeah. yeah, but you told him. You told him. I don't have the cap space, and I can tell you this, guys. There is absolutely no way in heck that Doug Armstrong would have given four years to that player. No. It would have been two, maybe three, if Ryan O'Reilly would have agreed to a lower salary. We'll stretch it. We'll give you three. Absolutely no way Army would have given Ryan O'Reilly four years. So Ryan O'Reilly, congratulations to him. He made a really good decision. He's going to a team that, A, needs a leader in their locker room. Barry Trotz is a heck of an individual. I mean, a quality guy. He will really appreciate Ryan O'Reilly. He got four years on his deal, and he got $4.5 million. It's a great day for Ryan O'Reilly. And he gets to play the guitar. Huge. Oh, he'll be down there with those open mics. Yeah. You know? Oh, boy. He's got that beard. He's got. He's a handsome devil. He's going to wear that hat. He'll be playing guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And Wayno will be singing. That would be they something. They could start a band. Hmm. What would, they could. What would we call them? What would the band be called? What would they call them? Ooh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Anthony, you're the best when it comes to naming things. Boats. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Marsh. I am. <laughs> Let's think, think here. Something here. Uh, Uncle, Char- Uncle Charlie and the Captain. Captain Uncle Charlie. Oh, yeah. We'll work on it. Yeah. Maybe the fear factor. The fear what are they, factor. What are they afraid of? Well, well a factor, that's, doesn't, that's his name. Yeah, yeah but, but that doesn't incorporate Wayno. Wayno gets well, I mean, totally yeah. scammed. Big league factor. The big league factor. The big league factor. Yeah. I mean, it works on multiple levels. It sure does. We can workshop it later. Certainly. I actually like that, Anthony. Uh, While Jamie and Marsh don't want to do anything with this pitching staff because they think it's fine, 
I think it needs to uh, be rebuilt. Yeah. So I'll try to convince these guys that without pitching, uh, you're not going to win anything. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Salter. Got a fascinating text, Marsh. Do, do you want to save it or you want to you want to read it right now? I think we should save it because right. we could have you know another 10, 15 minutes of who knows what they're what they're what they're claiming we have for sure on the Fast Lane. What do we got? I missed all that. I was um, in the little boys' room. Hmm. Well, just wait for criticisms and compliments. Hmm. This was a uh, all right. This was a criticism like no other. What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Does this entire pitching staff need to be rebuilt? I would say yes, including the bullpen, Jamie. This bullpen has, and I'm not saying it's all their fault because the starters aren't pitching deep into games, but it's also Major League Baseball in this in this current era. Where the start starting staffs, they're they're not working deep into games as it is. If you have a veteran like a Max Scherzer or Verlander or even somebody that's not as decorated, like uh, and he's good, but not as decorated as those two, a Pablo Lopez, where you're pitching deep into game, okay. But staffs as a whole, Marshy, are not going deep into games, so you're going to have to have a bullpen that. You, you want to rely on if you're going to shorten things up. And the Cardinals don't have that. I brought this up earlier. This isn't just a James Nail thing, but I was watching, I just happened to be watching the game yesterday as he was pitching. And I thought, this is, they, do, they don't have guys that are, are coming up that are, at the very least, you know, they, they, have, they have the ability to miss bats. Even on a bull, even, even young guys are their bullpen. The A's can bring up guys to throw 98. This whole this whole staff, I think, needs to be reworked. It's not just the starters. It's the relievers. And I mentioned this before with Jordan Hicks. You could try to bring him back. You could try to re-sign him. You could, you could try to say, if we have Hicks and Helsley and Gallegos and Cabrera, we feel good about the bullpen. But you had that going into the year. Now, maybe if you fix the starting staff, maybe the, the, those four guys will be good. But I would try to use Jordan Hicks as a trade chip. Somebody's going to overpay. And then when you think about the young pitchers that are down in the minors, Jamie, uh-huh. where are some of these guys? You Adam Wainwright started off in the bullpen. Lance Lynn started off in the bullpen. Uh, I don't think Michael Walker did, but Michael Walker was you know highly touted prospect, and we came up, they needed him to start. But you get the idea. There's guys that have started off in the bullpen that came up and then wound up working their way into the start into the starting staff. Are you still doing that? I think they've kind of lost their way here. Well, here's where I think they've lost their way. And it's never a good thing to have this problem. You literally have the same pitcher. Yeah. N- nothing but the same pitcher. The Cardinals have fed so far into the pitch to contact and the ballpark that they play in for half the season, that I think that they, they've just gotten carried away. 
They've gotten all these nice pitchers that have some pretty good stuff and pitch to contact. They don't have the guy with wipeout stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they, they certainly don't have two. No. I don't even know if they have two with the capabilities of being that. Not, certainly not at this level. And guys that aren't years away. Or guys that are knocking at the door. It's not. Well, you've, you've got guys like Dakota Hudson and Jake Woodford. To your point, they're the same. They're they're the same guy. If you if you had no numbers or names on the back of those jerseys, mm-hmm. and a common person, not a Cardinals fan, was to watch those guys, they wouldn't be able to tell them apart. No, it's like why are you pitching this guy two days in a row? Why is this guy starting two days in a row? Actually, it's a different person. Yeah, and they're it's like not Mac alone. Jones and Bailey Zappi. It's the same guy. Pretty close. But they're not alone because, quite honestly, Miles Michaelis is that way. Now, he's better, he's more talented, and he's got a better track record. I'm not saying that Miles Michaelis isn't a better pitcher than Dakota Hudson or Jake Woodford. Stylistically, though, Adam Wainwright, even Uncle Charlie last year, in the good moments and before he was having some of these problems and injuries and whatnot, Mm. he's pitched to contact. They're all so much alike. Even Andre Pallante, who can get it up to 98 on the gun, he's now he's like he get all he wants to get him in there. He gets down in the zone. He gets ground balls. He gets ground balls. So Andre Pallante, who's throwing 98, is basically being coached into pitch to contact. Yeah. So I just don't stylistically on any pro sports team, any sports team in general, you try not to have the exact same players stylistically. The Cardinals, that's what's happened here is their scouting staff has gone way too overboard into the pitch-to-contact thing, and we have great defense. Well, what have we seen happen this year? When the defense has a hiccup, how does the pitching work out for you? Well, you don't have the shift either. I know, but they're still supposed to have guys. Other teams don't Agreed. have the shift either. I know, but I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm to your point, I'm agreeing with you. You have elite defenders, but they're not they're, the one that we've seen a drop-off, and two— when you have pitch of contact guys and the ball's coming off at 108, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, your lateral movement is not going to be a factor if, well, if you, you know, ask Ozzy Smith Velo, about that, Andrew. Well, if the exit velo is like well, this team had Ozzy and Bob Gibson. <laughs> I wish we'd be could, all right. Actually. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, that's the thing you keep hearing. Well, you know, they're we're making good pitches, they're getting contact, but they're hitting it where we're not. Okay. Right. Well, it's like how about the and I know the turf was weird, so this is probably. This is the, I shouldn't use this, but even the the rocket that Arnado remember, oh. remember the one game off the springboard yeah, there in London. Still, it's still. I mean, it's off the bat at one oh six. Both teams had to deal with it. They did. So the fact that Nolan Arnado missed the ball, like sh- the Cubs had to deal with that turf too. Mm-hmm. The Cubs also have pitchers that miss bats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They do. Oof. I'm just saying, they're one two. I mean, I believe they're all stars this year. Stupid Cubs. They're better than you. Better than us right now. And they're in fourth place. They're laughing. I just got called out on the text line. And What'd honest, you say? No, honestly, justifiably so. <laughs> 618. Oh, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jamie just used stylistically so much it's lost its meaning to me. I agree. I kind of got stuck in a little bit of a rut there. It happens. And I was trying to find another word quickly, and the hamster was drunk in his wheel and just kept going back and hitting stylistically. Yeah, you know. So to all of our listeners, I apologize for stylistically saying that too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
as a good apology. Yeah. We'll look. Uh, we'll look up. The, Marsh, pull up the earth stylistically. Yeah. Yeah. Pull up yeah, our on the source again. I mean, stylistically, that's not usually the way I go with things. Yeah. Usually have a plethora of words. <laughs> right. But stylistically, this time I got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, I'm not even yeah. sure if that's a real word. I know stylistic is. Uh, we have eloquent. So eloquently. Mm. Or rhetorically. No, 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 none of that has to do with. There's what only I was two of them. Yeah. That's not even close to what I was trying to say, but it's a, it doesn't matter. It's how it was heard that matters. Um, I want all of our listeners right now to just be long-standing, okay? Suffering. Long-suffering. 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 Long-standing. Uh, I've been standing for, like, the whole show. My <laughs> back is killing me. What about I regret my choices today. I feel like, like we can't sit down because these stupid cameras are on now. Yeah, what do you have if we sit down? Does it follow me? I don't know if it follows me. Do we... I mean, do you want me to check? Walls have eyes. Are yeah. you guys sitting right now? It looks fine. I'm not sitting. No, I'm not sitting. Yeah. I mean, if you want to sit down, we can we can check. So if you sat down. All right. I, <laughs> I just sat down. <laughs> I almost fell. What do you think, guys? Is Anthony, you, you look know what? great. That's actually where I'm used to seeing you. <laughs> You're funny, Jamie. No, you sit down all the time. Beat the streak. Biggest question of the day. Next, I want to win ESPN. <laughs> Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Baseball. All of my successes depend on me. You ready to hit? The hits just keep on coming. And his first big league hit is a bullet up the middle. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter, Andrew Marsh, and Josh rejoins us for Beat the Streak. Unfortunately, we had a rainout last Friday. Oh, that's so, right. Marsh, why don't you go ahead and update us on those standings? All right, guys. So, of course, Josh, who uh, joined us last Friday, he's at zero still. I'm at zero. Anthony, you have quite the streak going on right now. You are at, I, I believe you're at eight, which is your highest streak. And right now, Jamie is at five. So it'll go me, Jamie, Tim, or Josh, and Marsh, correct? Yes. All right. Josh, welcome, by the way. Thank you. All right. I'm going to actually, I'm going to go out on a limb. I got the, as Marsh noted, I got the streak going on here. Uh-huh. I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb. I am going to take a Marlin. I'm going to take uh, Luis Arise, yeah, of course who's hitting the four by 400. So I'm going to take Luis Arise. RL Chalk, to get still a base in the hit. building. To get a base hit. Uh-huh. So. Jamie, who's your guy? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think, I'm I picturing think... the scene from Anchorman now. Ron, are you paying attention? No. No. I'm going to go with Lars Newpark. Why? <laughs> Why not? Why not? What? I was going to go with Donovan, but he's half hurt, so forget that. Uh, by the way, Tommy Edmond has been scratched. <laughs> Tommy Edmond has been he scratched. A no. I, well, maybe. I don't know. What happened to him? I don't know these people. <laughs> you mean, oh, scratched from the game? Yeah. I thought he was just scratched. I'm like, no. What happened? I don't know. Dylan Carlson will be in right. Tommy Edmond, scratched. Carlson goes into the nine spot where Tommy Edmond was. Dylan Carlson's going to be in right. 
the newt shifts to center field. Okay. There you go. All right, Josh, you're up. All right, I think I'll go with uh, Paul Goldschmidt. All right, you got Goldie. Marsh. I'm going to go with the Solaire Flare. Oh, boy. He's hitting 317 against lefties and uh, has been doing quite well against the cards over the past few days. Uh, so. yeah, what does he do? What did he do yesterday, Marsh? Anthony, do you really want me to say it no, on I the don't. air? No. I'll say it right now. No, just don't. That's he fine. went three for four. Oh, boy. Two ribbies. Walked. Hmm. So he's productive. Yeah, he did strike out one time, so there's that. But he uh, he had five plate appearances mm. in that one. Yeah. So. Okay, so that's your beat the streak. I got Luis Arise. Jamie took the newt. Uh-huh. Josh went with Paul Goldschmidt, and uh, Marsh went with Jorge Soler. There you have it. All right, Josh, hopefully we'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Sounds good. All right, so again... According to John Denton, Tommy Edmond was scratched from tonight's starting lineup. Don't know the answer as to why. Dylan Carlson goes into the lineup at number nine and will play right field. Lars Newbar shifts from right field to center field. So there you have it. Time for the biggest question of the day. It's time for the Fast Lane's biggest question of the day. All right, guys, we get a question from John, and the question from John is, Adam Wainwright, what is his immediate future, and who gets the opportunity in Wayno's absence? Jamie, I think you and I are in lockstep on, on the Wainwright situation. He has not pitched his last game for the Cardinals. Uh, they, they did what they had to do. They say, all right, let's call this thing. You got the all-star break coming up so he can get a couple of weeks off. Maybe the rest will do him some good. He get through the rest of the season, and at some point, he wins two more games, he gets to 200, and you properly send Adam Wainwright off into retirement. That's what I think hit that, that part of that question. I think that's that's the way no part. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that's the only way to go about it. I think Wayno has to get himself right or figure out what right is for him at this point. Battle away. We had Jason Isringhausen on earlier today, and he even he even suggested, you know, Wayno coming in like five, six, seventh inning in a tie game to get a win via that way where a team breaks the tie to win the game. Uh, you know, not exactly optimum, but nonetheless, you know, you're looking to try and get him those wins at this point. I feel like it's not that you owe it to Adam Wainwright, but you kind of owe it to Adam Wainwright to, especially in a down season like the Cardinals are having, to let him um, figure out a way to get to 200. He's talked about 200 several times. For Adam Wainwright, that's a very important number. I think as an organization, you have to find a way to get him to that 200. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So the other part of the question is who gets, who basically gets a shot? I, I hope that it's Zach Thompson. He was in the bullpen earlier in the year. He was pitching well. You sent him down to Memphis to, to get him stretched out because, as you noted earlier in the show, you didn't have anybody else ready to go. That's how that's how much you're lacking in depth when it comes to starting pitching. So you sent him down. He gets stretched out. Now he's back up. Give him a shot. Because you're going to need pitchers for next year. You're not going to be able to sign four guys realistically. No. And hopefully they use some of the players that they have right now to get guys that are what I would describe as that those 4A players 
Those guys are either right on the cusp or they got some big, a little bit of big league time, but they're still considered prospects. You get those guys in, and maybe they, they're starters for you next year. Not the same, but think of like when Verona, when, when Army acquired Verona and he acquired Casper Capitan. Yeah. Now, those guys had a little bit more experience than what I'm kind of referring to. But guys that that have not necessarily made it yet, but could still be part of, a part of your future uh-huh. immediately. That's the way I'm viewing the trade deadline this year. Yeah, but I, I hope agree. it's Zach Thompson that gets a shot. I hope it's Zach Thompson as well. I have a feeling that it's going to be Dakota Hudson. I just feel like that's their default package. That's nice. You I, haven't seen what you got out of him yet, Anthony. I understand, but the question is, what do I think the Cardinals? I'm disgusted do? by you. That's fine. Um. I think that Dakota Hudson's kind of always the fallback plan on all these things. And yeah. so I think that that's kind of what they're going to do and that Zach Thompson may get some innings in relief. I know that sounds crazy, but I could see a Dakota Hudson starting, Zach Thompson piggybacking and get both those guys some innings that way. Is that the way I would do it? Probably not. I think you got to, at this point, you have to see what you have. And Zach Thompson being one of those guys, you have to see what you have. I feel like the Cardinals won't do that. No, I agree. The Cardinals are going to be like, well, we need to give Dakota Hudson a chance. And Jake Woodford a chance. We don't know what we have in them. Hmm. Well, that's the problem. (laughs) Isn't it wild that he has just not been on this team for the majority of the season? April 30th was the last time that he pitched in a Cardinal uniform, and that was against the Dodgers. Hmm. Um, I mean... I feel like they could have used them. They could have used them, and they're looking too far out front for next year. And I think it's bit. I think it's bitten them in the rear. Yeah. Yeah, to say the least, Marsh. To say the least. All right. What you miss? Criticisms, compliments. Next in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. If you missed anything from today's show, you can download the podcast at 101ESPN.com or head to your 101ESPN mobile app. It's there as well. And we're on YouTube now. First show in the books with the cameras on at 101ESPNSTL on YouTube. That's our YouTube channel, so you can check out the show there. Moving forward on 101ESPN.com, on our show page, that's where a lot of the videos will be posted after today. There you have it. By the way, our podcasts all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Cardinals got a little uh, something going there in Miami right now. First inning. While there's two outs, bases are jammed, and Jamie is trying to look up to see if his guy... Nah, he walked. Oh, walks don't count. And beat the streak. He's got, he's got the newt. All right, Marsh, what do you got for criticisms and compliments? Yeah, let's start off with the one that we uh, that we just got. Not too long ago, we, we teased it. So uh, this is from the 618. It's tiresome on the fast lane that they have 10 or 15 minutes of intelligent talk and then 10 or 15 minutes of adult, uh, we'll just say goofy time. 
being goofy. <laughs> hmm. Jamie, uh, your thoughts on that? This is surprising. It's kind of the show, is what yeah, I was like. Thinking. If they're tuning in for the first time today, yeah, I understand it. But if they listen on a regular basis, I don't. Hmm. This is. We've told the listeners before, we're, we're bringing you into our circle at the end of the bar where we're enjoying our evening, we're talking sports, we're talking whatever comes up, we argue, we agree, we disagree, we do this, we do that, we make fun of each other, we tell jokes. This is the fast lane. It's not just sports. But when you do get the sports, you're going to get it real good. We're going to give yeah. that sports to you real oh, good. Don't forget about Hell it. Real, yeah. real hard. Real, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hard hitting. Yeah. He, he brings that baseball right in your face. He does. Mm -hmm. yep. He's excellent. And Jamie puts that hockey right in your ear. There you go. Yeah, he does. And then whatever happens in between that, we don't know. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. scripted. No, that's uh, it's basically that's basically the show. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like saying, hey, uh, Breaking Bad, I really enjoy it, but, you know. Oh, careful with the spoiler alerts, Anthony. Never mind. You get the point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. You know what it is? It's like, uh, here's a better, not better, but uh, Better Call Saul, right? Oh, yeah. It's like. Uh, I'm into that right now. I like, Season two. You know, I like Better Call Saul with all the lawyer stuff, but, you know, I don't like when they go do all the the underground, you know, drug kingpin stuff. Mm. Yeah. Stick to your lawyer stuff. Stick to the lawyer. That's the show. Yeah. Who would ever say that? Right. It's like, uh, I like Chicago Fire, except for the fire fire part. You, you know like I mean? the Chicago Fire? I don't know. No, no, no. The Are TV you serious? Show. The TV show. Oh, I thought you were talking about the I soccer actually team. I've never seen the show. I just thought it was Gotcha. Easier. I thought you were talking about the soccer team, Anthony. No, I thought we were the TV show? To... The Chicago, no, uh, Chicago Fire? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyways, so, thanks for listening. Absolutely. And, and watching. Yeah. Uh, and from watching. 314. Guys, only request with the YouTube channel. Don't let Jamie come to work in the Speedo. Yeah. That's from Sharon. Sharon, that's not true. Sharon, you like it. You know. Uh, she knows. I'm a man's man. Afraid to throw the Speedo on. Does bother me. No shame in my game. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. What? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> From the 636. People who say they don't like it mm -hmm. are lying. Mm -hmm. They are lying or they're jealous. And I don't believe Sharon to be jealous. No. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have that jealous bone in her body. Nope. You're correct. From the 636. Nothing says strong lineup like the third batter being a five homer, 250 hitting <laughs> mediocre player. <laughs> <laughs> Are we laughing because it's... <laughs> We're laughing because it's true and yeah. it's sad, and we have no choice but to laugh right now. I don't like the mediocre player part. It kind of makes me sad because I'm a big Newt fan, but... I mean, there's some truth to that text. Nah. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. Uh, this team's going to turn it around at some point. <sighs> Uh, from YouTube, Diana, love this format, guys. I'm sure it's a little strange for you. It was for me. Jamie's been on camera before, mm -hmm. so I don't Several. know. Several. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, good point. <laughs> You're comfortable. Very. Don't mind that camera right there, right in front of me like that? It is right here. It's yeah. right, right in my right in my grill. Yeah. Uh, also from YouTube, this is from Jacob. I look forward to Stalter's first rant on video. We might it's have coming. to turn the Maybe cameras off. Yeah. We already saw Anthony throw a chair today. That's tame. I did go for a wide shot because I can control like what's going on and some of the viewers on YouTube can kind of see what's going on back here but I can change the camera so when you went to go throw the chair hmm. I, I wanted to pick you know I wanted to gather with the aftermath of Ooh. the chair throw so I went to the the wide shot which I did can you, go to right now did you get it Marsh yeah so we're on a wide shot Are right you now saying you had to go to the wide shot to get Anthony just to get the the chair throw how do you feel about that I feel good because Luis, Luis uh, Rice just got a hit. And here we are on yeah. live air in St. Louis, oh. and Anthony's cheering for the I got, other team. I'm cheering for my beat the streak. I just went up to nine. You got a double, actually. Did I say single? I said hit. No, you I said hit. hit. I just specified what it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. So, hmm. Not you, whatever. Uh, from David, what a great way to listen to the show. I hope it lasts. The show or the, the cameras? <laughs> the cameras will be here long after yeah. we are. Yep. The cameras. Uh, the cameras add a, a new. Di we we did not really do like the some of the fan fast lane antics. They just didn't come up. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. The stuff that the cameras for sure are gonna like. I thought we were uh, fairly normal. That's what I'm saying. It's going to yeah. organically yeah. happen. Yeah. You're right. We don't plan anything. No. no. You can't. No. Mm -mm. Uh, from 314, Anthony looks like a young, smarter, better-looking version of John Mosellock. Oh. Boy, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> wow, that has a lot of spice mm. on it. <laughs> Part of that I was okay with. Part of that I was not. Well, you were feeling really good about yourself. I was for about uh, seven seconds there. To the very mm. end. Yeah. Mm. Seven seconds. That's about right. For what, Jamie? Uh, until you feel disappointment. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Me or no, you know, yeah, whoever's with you mm. makes sense. Interesting. Good uh, job, Mo. <laughs> Thanks. We I'm, are. I'm not uh, Mo. Well, you are. Half this team would be traded at the deadline if That's I true. was in charge. That's true. Huh. Uh, we nobody's to... a safe Marsh. Oh Nobody. Here we go. No, that's the slogan. Here we go. Of the fast lane. Uh, we tried to come up with some band names for Adam Wainwright and Ryan O'Reilly from Marsh's Burner account. The Elderly is one of them. Oh, elderly? It's kind of mean. It's kind of mean. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, from 314, I actually like this one. It actually sounds like a band name. The Wicked Curves. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. That's the winner so far. I think so. Huh. Um, right. we'll just, we'll just, we'll, we'll end it on that note. Okay. We'll end it on that note. I still liked Big League Factor. Thank you. That's a good one. Well, that's really that's a good. good. One. Solid. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Miles Michaelis would like it, but. Oh, well, no, we he doesn't. him anymore. He didn't even like a good nickname. Yeah. That's fine. Moose was quality. Yeah. All right. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate, appreciate everybody watching today. Hopefully, uh, you enjoyed the show. We'll be back tomorrow at two o'clock. Break down another Cardinals loss uh, because of the bullpen. Instant replay coming up right now for Andrew Marsh and Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stelter. See ya. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.